All right, hello, welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. Uh, we are playing Delta Green tonight. We are continuing our campaign, What Lies We Tell. Uh, for those who uh, watched the first or the last episode, I should say, you might know uh, what uh, scenario we're, we're using. Uh, and I'll reveal it now because uh, it's not like any of these are going to go read it. Uh, Long was just talking how he's never read like a Stephen King book and like, but and all kind of stuff. So, uh, but yeah, this is the From Dust scenario. It just came out a couple months ago. So for those of you who are Delta Green fans, uh, we're giving that a run. Uh, it kind of ties in with some of the the larger themes that I think the campaign's going to going to be covering. Uh, but uh, but yeah, we uh, we ended on a touch of a cliffhanger that Long completely forgot about, uh, despite the fact that his character was in a touch of was in a little bit of peril, uh, but he completely forgot it. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, just push, just push that memory away. Just, like to forget it. So it surprises me again. Makes sense. <laughs> Makes sense. You just want to, you want to relive it in character. It's great. Uh, the Ashley's reveal was the, so good. He needed it twice. Is that what it is? Is that what it is? Okay. Maybe it was just so shocking when it happened that he's he, as, as a way to cope, he's blocked the memory. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. I think that makes sense. Uh, Ashley's got one of those cool Delta green shirts. As my voice just cracked like crazy. Ordered quick, got it already. Yeah, yeah. I, th I think I think they went out of they went out of stock really fast, and they like have a bunch more on back order now. So, but it's pretty cool little. And like, there's what does it say on the back again? Something says, about death. Do you think about death? Do you think about death? Oh my god! Like, oh god! <laughs> oh my god. Such we should, a like, Lisa shirt. We should. Oh my god! We should do like Delta Green <laughs> with Valley Girls. Like, oh, oh my god! My god. Like a, Could you imagine like the V cell? Let's go. Okay. Wow, that'd be so good. That'd be, that'd be so we good. Oh varsity cheerleader outfits. <laughs> it would look strange on uh, on, on some of us. I don't know. I want to see uh, the boys in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they have I mean, male guess, cheerleader outfits. That's true. Yeah. That's no, true. But I want to see y'all in skirts. Valley Girls. I don't know. It's complicated. <laughs> I got I'm wearing a skirt like, right now, actually. Zoom, you wouldn't normally Zoom see our bottoms no matter what. So. <laughs> I just want to know it's there. <laughs> Listen, oh if it means God. we're playing more Delta Green, I would totally wear a Valley Girl cheerleader outfit. Uh, but fortunately, I don't have to do that and because uh, we're going to play it anyway. <laughs> All right. That's how we're doing. Uh, let's do a quick uh, intro. Characters remind everybody who are playing what are amazing agent names are and uh and then we'll dive back in so so long tell us who you're playing and what your agent's name is agent inferno here god damn it i just you had two weeks to come up with something okay oh you wanted to change it <laughs> you, you didn't <laughs> catch that, that. <laughs> you didn't catch that uh, i just want to last time remind you when you talk to somebody that's the name you're given for the rest of this campaign, whenever you introduce yourself as, uh, yeah, my name's Agent Inferno. Everyone, every character you talk to is like, did you say your name with Agent Inferno? Is that what, <laughs> yeah. Inferno? Is that like a nickname? But yeah, I'm an Italian. Got a family pizzeria in Jersey. From Jersey. So close to home. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, and you were living briefly, or at least right now, with Marco, your brother. Uh, I forgot, is he older or younger brother? He's my older brother. Okay. Uh, I mean, he was uh, until oh. stuff happened at your apartment. He's younger now? Um, no, no, no. I meant like he he was your brother. Now he's just like a, a pulpy mess <laughs> at the bottom of a bathtub. Uh, next up, Melissa, tell us about the cleverly named Maggie and her clever agent name. 
<laughs> so, so the name of my character is Maggie Eberly. And at a time that I was not looking at my character name and I was thinking about what my agent name should be, I thought, because in her backstory, she went to Texas A&M, that she would be Agent Aggie. Um, and then it was later pointed out to me that, uh, yeah, Aggie is just uh, Maggie minus the M. So yeah. while I thought I had the high ground to join in the laughing at Agent Inferno, I realized that I did not much better myself. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> but yeah, Maggie yeah. Uh, is a... Uh, Works for Khaki International. She's in the, you know, private sector, um, makes decent money and has access to like funds and stuff like that. And she's from Texas. Yeah. Uh, I see you're wearing, despite the fact that you went to Texas A&M, you're wearing burnt orange UT colors. I don't think that any self-respecting Texas A&M Aggie would be wearing that orange colored blazer that you're wearing. I'm going with the chronically overdressed, <laughs> over makeup, up over-jewelried Maggie uh -huh. Eberly is in the very fashionable at the time salmon color. Salmon color? It just okay. doesn't show on Zoom. It sure. comes a little more orange in Zoom than in person. Looks like hook'em horns to me. That's what it looks like. Sorry. <laughs> looks like hook'em horns. All right, let's get to the bottom row where we actually have people who know how to name their agent characters. Steven, tell us about your character and about your wonderful choice for an agent name. All right, I am Declan G.W. Ellis. I am a historian, New York Times bestselling author, uh, not full of myself at all because I deserve all the compliments I give myself. Um, my agent name is Agent Michael King. See, the thing is, Stephen, is that I was thinking uh, that I was going to continue the sort of theme of kind of like undercutting and mocking Declan and his lack of success, etc. But then then you came up with an excellent agent name. And so now for the time being, people are going to like your work. Hook. You're off the hook. People are going to respect oh, your work. Oh, hey, is that the critics are finally coming around? Is that Declan Ellis? Oh my god! I read your book. It was so good. Storm Surge is amazing. It's amazing. I mean, it was a little. I don't know about that character but... you named Inferno. Uh, that that was a yeah. weird choice. It's a little strange. Like I don't understand why that guy didn't go help everybody else though. That was kind of weird. You know, I don't know. But I mean, other than that, it was great though. It was great. It was great. It's amazing. Excuse me. I did help everyone in Storm Surge. I rewrote that part. <laughs> did you? <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Uh, next up, we have another excellent agent name. We have, we have Ashley. Ashley, tell us about your character and what we should call her. So I'm playing Lisa Young. She survived our kind of funnel. Uh, she was originally an NPC, but now she's my character. She previously worked at Publix, uh, Delta Green greased the wheels. So now she's a program manager for FEMA. And she came up with on the fly, uh, Agent Blair Weaver. Now, I don't know if you intentionally did this, but I thought maybe you were making a Facts of Life reference for Blair Warner, and I was, like, getting really excited, but... No. I was no, thinking okay. more of, like, the lies we tell, Weaver. It's all right. No, Ooh. totally. I get it. Ooh, you, very nice. I get it, Ashley. Very nice. You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both. There you go. Facts of Life. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. That's what we should do. We should do a Delta Green Facts of Life crossover. Where do it. Okay, Mrs. Garrett, 
where Mrs. Garrett, Tootie, where Mrs. Garrett is your handler. Hey, Ashley, you know the voice. And all of the Would four Facts of Life women are the agents. Blair. Oh, God. I could, really? I could probably do that voice. I know you could. <laughs> oh you God. and Jeff could do a uh, voice. We're just going to have like a just a two player co-op game. Old lady. I just love Charlotte Ray. Charlotte Ray's always, I, I think it was Charlotte Ray. Charlotte Ray's the one who played, uh, who played uh, Mrs. Garrett. Just like she had like the most wonderful like facial expression and demeanor whenever something was crazy. Her eyes would just sort of like roll back. Her eyelids wouldn't quite work. And she'd just be like, it almost looked like she's having like a seizure of some kind. But like, you know, funny. So this is a, it was a weird moment. Rip. Okay. Anyhow, you guys ready to go? Yeah. yeah. Yes, we are. Yes. Okay. All right. So nearly two years have passed since the events in Hypoluxo, Florida that comprised our prologue. In that time, Declan G.W. Ellis, uh, he used elements from his experience to write a a bestseller, another bestseller, in fact, uh, called Storm Surge, as we've mentioned. And he started doing the interview circuits and we saw him last time around on Regis and Kelly, uh, where he was getting interviewed by both Regis and Kelly. And Merlin made a surprise appearance, much uh, to the celebration of all. Uh, Luca, uh, well, he was kind of still reeling a bit from the loss of his partner. I believe her name was Stephanie or Samantha. She's dead, Sam. so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, let's see, you relocated to New York. Uh, you were, where you're living with your brother, you're working on some mafia-related case, I think, uh, in one of, one of the boroughs. You had a bit of a panic attack, sort of, uh, when you were kind of on stakeout and stuff. The rain was coming down, and uh, that did not make your, your current or your new partners, Tobias and Davis, particularly happy. Uh, Lisa Young, uh, as Ashley has mentioned, was a grocery store worker at Publix in Florida, but has changed jobs. And you're currently on a kind of a, a family vacation of sorts. You're visiting your aunt Vivian on Long Island in Ronkonkoma, uh, one of my favorite, favorite places to say. Uh, your daughter, Jamie, is in tow, of course. Uh, we also got to meet newcomer Maggie Eberly. Uh, who is on a girls weekend. Is that, is that accurate to say girls weekend? Is that right? Yes. Yes. Girls weekend with, uh, was it Chelsea? Agent yes. Chelsea from our season one of Belt Green. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, this, that was- this duo really not a good sign. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, but you're on a girls weekend in New York city. Uh, all of you had your, your days, your, were interrupted by a cryptic text message. One that unfortunately signaled your activation, by whatever clandestine organization, you don't know the phrase Delta Green, but we do. But your, your characters don't necessarily know that term. It's not something we throw around. But it's an organization that's essentially over the course of the past two years, one way or the other, has either been using your energy or your intelligence or your access or resources or something like that to help investigate a variety of these strange and unnatural cases. The text message, though, this time around directed all of you uh, to an empty Burger King in Brooklyn. And a familiar face, Ronnie Lightside, another survivor of Hypoluxo. Uh, after some, I mean, awkward pleasantries, I suppose, uh, you uh, you all were given over a bunch of files and a mission, an operation, Operation Blister 2. Uh, you're supposed to investigate three missing children in Red Hook or the Red Hook neighborhood of Brooklyn and their potential connection uh, to the S. Gerritsen Mansion. It's a mansion that has popped up as a hot spot in the past with Delta Green. 
uh, in a, a mission from 1961 that's wholly redacted. He had no info for this on you, or no info about this for you. Uh, that was also called Blister. Uh, and the three children had kind of disappeared under some sort of strange conditions. Uh, so newly formed cell, of which you're going to have to identify the letter that you want to assign to yourselves. Uh, you remain together after Ronnie left. You reviewed the files, uh, kind of went through a bunch of stuff, learned a little bit about the mansion, about the construction company, about the children. And then you all left at a very, very late hour. Maggie, you discover that your friend hadn't returned to their hotel room. Declan, you discovered signs that someone might have been inside your room and on your and on your computer. And poor Luca Dante, as he was walking into his shared apartment with his older brother, uh, Marco. He saw that there were sort of dirty boots on the on the floor, heard the sound of shower going off. There was steam, moisture in the air, and it was the shower was going on for a very long period of time. It was also fairly late, and you also probably wanted to take your own shower. And at a certain point, you you inquire, you look at the door, the door is kind of cracked open. You stepped inside and Again, you called out your brother's name, called out Marco, and there was no real response uh, as you did so. And then at a certain point, pulled back the curtain, the shower curtain, and there you saw in the middle of the shower in your own New York apartment, you saw in a, in a sort of a smaller size, the woman, the bloated woman that you all had discovered in Hypoluxo. I need you to roll a sand, Luca. Sand. I got this. I do got this. 12 under 31. Okay. Nice. You're looking as these tentacles begin to pull out, like just sort of siphon out of these long sutures and mouths, uh, these tears in the flesh, and they start wafting up towards your face. You stumble back for a moment. You bang your head on the wall. You bump your, your hip on the sink. And as you look back in the direction of, of the shower, you see your brother. Uh, he is naked. And he's like, what the fuck, Luca? Jesus, man. What do you want? Uh, Marco. Uh, get hogging the, the water. Hog at the Get the fuck out of here, man. I'm taking a shower. What the hell's wrong with you? Get the fuck out, man. My bad. You weren't responding. Weren't resp to what? And also, do I have to? Get get out of here. I'm not some, like, invalid old woman. I didn't fall and bang my hip or something. Good to see you, too. I'll be outside. So you step on out. You look around. Everything's... Exactly as it was when you first came in here. There's a little bit of water on the ground. Some of the water from the shower has kind of spilled out. You see that you're kind of now creating a little bit of a track. You see your footprints on the floors. But otherwise, there's no one here. There's no sounds. Probably after midnight. Um, is there anything you want to do before you kind of crash for the night? I'll just settle in, make sure all these documents are sort of hidden in a drawer. Okay. Uh, just to be clear, did Luca take them all or did you split them up? 
Split them up, whoever kept whatever files they wanted. Okay. All right. To we be are going... fair, Lisa did not take any files with her. Lisa, you make it back to Ronkonkoma, to your Aunt Viv's home. You push through into the uh, into the house. Um, it's a split level, if you recall, brick on one, you know, brick on the bottom level, and you can see that it's very, very quiet when you first walk in. Dark, no one's up. Uh, there's a light or two. You can see that there's a plate uh, on the. Uh, like on on the the countertop and there's like a kind of a dangle light over top of it it's the only thing kind of given so you're kind of only only thing given any kind of light in the room and you're kind of bumping around here and there what would you want to do when you get home um lisa would ignore the plate and she'd actually go upstairs to find jamie just because she knows that she has has nightmares sometime okay i'm um, gonna just check on her okay uh, go ahead and roll, uh, an awareness test, uh, or alertness test as you start, uh, climbing up. Uh, you can take plus 20 on this. So you start climbing up these carpeted stairs, older, it's a very narrow, uh, staircase, large steps here and there, kind of bumping into things. Everything's very, very dark. And so plus 20, I do pass. When you when you get to the top of the landing, there's a little there's a light on up there. It looks like somebody had let you know left a light on, and you can see staring at you is your mother, specifically your mother's face. As there on the wall of the landing is a large photograph of Elizabeth, Elizabeth Young, who passed down in Hypoluxo, and she's staring with an almost eerie looking smile because. All you really remember was a constant state of disapproval of her over the last several years, ever since Jamie came into the picture. Um, but there she is, a little bit younger, probably in her 30s or so, you would say. And she's got a smile on her face. It's just her, not you, not your father. Uh, and she's just kind of staring at you. The frame is a little bit ajar, a little bit crooked. And as you take a step, you hear like a little creak in the wood. And then as you try to be a little bit more careful, not to make too much noise, you hear sobbing. Uh, but it's not coming from the room that you're sharing with Jamie. It's coming from the other room across the hall. Doors closed, just a little bit of a light on underneath it. And it's where Aunt Viv would be, uh, would be staying. Um, she, she would go check out the crying. She'd do a soft knock on the door. Uh, and then open it. So you open then, the door. As it's kind of cracked. Aunt, uh, Aunt Viv. And you hear like a like a quick shuffling. And oh, are you finally back? Yeah, I'm I'm so sorry. I lost track of time. Did, uh, I hope was Jamie. Thank you so much. I. I really appreciate you. I didn't even know that you knew anyone here. Uh, I didn't either, but I guess they're from work. They they work with FEMA, and I just got caught up. Work's not going to interfere with tomorrow, right? I uh, it it should shouldn't. Uh, what what did what was on the docket again for tomorrow? 
She kind of looks at you at this point, her face. You can tell she's been crying, a little bit of red, uh, and the sclera of her eyes kind of puffy. And she kind of looks both angry and hurt at the same time. And for a moment, like, there's your mother again. Mm-hmm. It's your mom's birthday. We were going to spend the day together. I, you forgot. I, uh, You're for half a day and you've already forgotten. No, that's fine. Uh, the disappointment that is Lisa Young continues. Good night, Aunt Viv. And she just kind of like pinches the bridge of her nose. I can't impress mom. I can't do you either. What was I thinking? And uh, she won't respond. If you say, if you verbalize any of that, she'll just roll over, reach up and like pull on this little lampshade and the room will get dark. You go, and uh, she'll quietly yeah. shut the door. And, uh, at this point she's got some frustration tears and sure. she's kind of like wiping those away and, and she's going to go into the room and check on Jamie fast asleep. When you step in, just utterly fast. It's very dark in here, but other, mm-hmm. you can hear, you can hear her breathing. You guys, it's like a twin bed kind of deal in here. No issues. She seems to be sleeping just fine. And then instead of, of getting ready to go to bed, she'll go downstairs to pick at that plate of food and then do any dishes or anything else that needs to be done as quietly as she can. Yeah, you go downstairs. The plate of food is just a couple cookies that they left for you. Apparently they made some. And there's a little note um, and it's written in Jamie's handwriting, which is not the best uh, as she's still working on that a bit. Uh, Mm -hmm. But it just says we made cookies and there's some spelling errors. And then it says, where were you? And then it says Cody called. Uh, And there's no dishes to be cleaned. Everything's cleaned up in here. There's just this this plate here of cookies. Um, She's going to go then step out to the backyard and pull out her phone and check out and and finally yeah. reply to Cody. It's super late at this point. It's past midnight, probably yeah, one o'clock in the call. morning or so. Yeah. Uh, and you can see there's, there's a whole mess load of text messages. Uh, but like the most recent one was just like, all right, well, good night. Um, and then you can see it says, love you. And then there's like a couple of emojis and whatever. Yeah. And she'll quickly draft like a, a text message of like, hey, Sorry, it's just been such a busy day. Love you too. Um, have a great night. I'll text you in the morning. Okay. And as you start to go back inside, you hear you, you feel your your phone uh, vibrate a bit, and he has already responded. Uh, and it's just like this, this you know, just little like good night, and that's it. Yeah, and she'll send like one of those like heart emojis back, and then just leave it at that. And then you hear your phone buzz again. And then he kind of does the same thing back. Get the feeling he doesn't like to be, you know, he, he likes to be the last person to send the message. Yeah. And at that, Lisa's <laughs> just kind of like, okay. And then just okay. puts her phone away. All right. So after that, we'll say, unless there's anything anybody wanted to do, the rest of the night passes. Uh, if anybody, did anybody actually burn any willpower? Uh, I don't think so. We didn't really do anything too stressful, right? All right, so then we'll just say the night passes just fine. Morning comes. Uh, it is a Friday morning, August 19th. 
you, I think everybody but Lisa has some some files. Luca, it's a work day for you. Maggie and Lisa, you're on vacation. Uh, Declan, you've got some, you know, some some signings or some readings, something like that is probably on the agenda or whatever. But otherwise, you also have this case thing that Delta Green has given you all. So I'll turn it over to you guys. What do you do in the morning? What's what's the plan? How do you guys connect with each other? How do you guys kind of investigate? How do you balance your day? That kind of thing. It's a regular day for me. I'll head into the office, uh, do whatever paperwork I need to do. And as it gets less busy, I'll start looking up these names, start using the computers and stuff here for investigation onto the Delta Green cases. Okay. Some of these connections that are written here. All right. Sounds good. Uh, your arrival at work the next day, uh, there is a little bit of tension. Uh, you, you arrive, like there's a meeting going on. You can see Tobias and Davis through like a window into the conference room. You can see there's a couple other folks. Uh, they look at you and they kind of look away. Uh, no one really motions you to come inside and you sit down at, you know, your desk, wherever it is you are in the bullpen and you start, you know, kind of working away here and there. Um, and when you say those names, what names are you looking into? The associates from the construction on the mansion. So I'll look in okay. more to those. Okay. So it's uh, like ones with criminal history. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, so there were a handful that had criminal history. Um, and I would say you can, I mean, if you want, you can roll like a criminology. You can roll, uh, well, actually, what are your stats? Give me, what's your stats in? Criminology is 70. 70. Okay. Yeah. You don't have to roll anything. <laughs> You're fine. Uh, this is easy enough for you to do. So just to kind of go back through it, there were a few different names from the list of, uh, from that, that Bloomfeld uh, Bloomfield Associates, which is a subcontracting company that worked for a, like the larger company that now owns the site. They're renovating the Garrison Mansion and they're making it into condominiums. And so there's this there's this group of subcontractors. It's led by a guy named Bloomfield. Uh, but there were about six or seven different folks on the list that had some kind of connections. So the ones there, I would say the one that probably seems most serious to you. Luca, is you start digging into a Mark Garrity. Uh, and you can see that he was convicted a couple, well, I would say about six years ago at this point, um, maybe a little longer, of manslaughter uh, on the, because of uh, his brother, his little brother, his younger brother, Simon, apparently uh, died. And it, it seems as though Mark was responsible. So that's probably the one that would catch your attention the most. It's the most violent crime of all the others uh and you can very easily get access to like some of the investigative files it's not like immediate because you're not necessarily like it's a like you have to kind of requisition some things but it's not something that would be too difficult for you one thing you do know is that at some point like your stuff is monitored like what, what you check in and what you check out is monitored so at some point it might pop up like why are you looking into this guy why is this important um but from what you can tell, uh, he did five years for it. Uh, so he actually was convicted. Uh, he went to Otisville Correctional Facility. 
and you kind of get into his his prison file like his actual correctional file and he was a model prisoner in fact like he he ne- there was never a single issue whatsoever with him uh while he was in otisville he actually got his degree in electrical engineering so he was like very busy uh no one has anything bad to say about him has a note from the warden guards etc he was always like a, like about as as good as can be uh he was there very young and so like his his time there he's 29 now uh and so he's been out for a couple of years uh specifically what happened at least according to the court records um is that he was drunk and him and his brother kind of got in a bit of a, a tussle as you know you have a brother yourself it's probably something that you've rushed out before but part of that tussle he hit he hit his brother simon in the face his brother fell down his head hit this dining room table and it killed him it was a total accident uh everyone in his family other people that were there at the party all testify that it was an accident there was never any maliciousness there was never any real contention in the court case either um you know it was kind of like not so much a plea deal but just everyone kind of knew that this was an accident he's going to pay but he's not we're not going to charge it there's never an intent to charge him with anything more than manslaughter uh, so that would that would be the one that probably catches your eye the most. Um, other ones you see are um, you saw a couple other assaults or drunken disorderlies. Uh, there is Arturo Dominguez. Uh, he had a drunken disorderly about ten years ago, paid a fine. Uh, there was um, a Peter Platt uh, again about nine ten years ago. He actually was arrested for assault uh, and. One thing that probably would catch your attention that's kind of odd is that he served, he never actually did any time. Uh, It was 18 months of community service, uh, despite everything. So it was kind of a peculiar situation there. And it just doesn't, it doesn't quite line up with what you would have expected uh, with his, uh, with his, his conviction. Um, Then other than that, there was, there were a couple other people who had like family connections to crimes. So there was uh, a, a Margaret, and you can see in the in her file, which you kind of clump with, like she has a, a nickname, Peggy. Her dad might have had connections with the Genovese crime family. Doesn't seem that she has any. She has no criminal record. Doesn't seem like she has any connections. You go through some of your files. You've been working on some mafia cases, drug-related mafia cases. Uh, not necessarily this crime family, but... Uh, there's nothing that you can find that suggests that her her record is anything but clean. And then another another man, Henry Webbett, was arrested for, for assault and his charges were dropped. So those are probably the ones I think would, would probably catch you the most as you're yeah, I would just them. I would pull those records then get a deeper look into that. Absolutely. Yeah. So we'll say you ha- you kind of have access to essentially all of their arrest files, their course, their case files, things like that. Uh, anything that isn't sealed the only thing you wouldn't be able to get access to is and you would you would need to do some some creative uh sort of creative leveraging is that there is a a charlotte dunbar who has underage under 18 convictions um you know from delta green that it was for possession but when you start accessing this kind of stuff in your own you don't actually even get that information like it's sealed like it's just a sealed record, but somehow dealt like somehow uh, like uh, Ronnie Lightside got like access to her sealed documents. Oh wow! Okay. Okay. 
Uh, all right, so we'll cycle then down to Declan. Uh, Declan, you wake up, uh, and I, if I recall, Merlin is with your wife. With uh, my wife, ex- yes. Yeah, as Isabella. So that's just you. What's on Declan's agenda for today? I probably have a book signing later, like we talked about, but it's a Friday, so it would be towards the afternoon or evening. Because uh, work day. So I think one of Declan's processes when he's writing one of his nonfiction books is to go to the site and visualize what happens. Like he likes to go to archaeological sites, things like that. And he's going to try and translate that to his investigation here. And he'd like to go to uh, one of the places where the children actually went missing. And I think you would start with the most recent one with Sandra Cohen, where she disappeared from her fenced-in backyard. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, that sounds good. Would you contact anybody? I'm assuming that you all maybe found, like, I'm just going to presume this kind of stuff. I don't, we don't need to necessarily role play it all out, but like, I'm presuming you, you left ways for each other, for each of you to contact each other. Um, yeah. However we do contact each other, I would tell everyone and then whoever wants to join absolutely could. Okay. So uh, yes. Any, so maybe, Luke is busy. So Luke is busy in the morning. We've already t- like he's at the at the office, kind of doing some some research. Um, Declan's going to the going to go check out one of these sites. So Maggie, are you you're going to go with him? Yes, I will. Uh, Maggie, you wake up and you wake up. You. you wake up to the smell of sex and candy as you look over, and you see a totally wrecked like she had one hell of a mm-hmm. night chelsea as she's mm-hmm. uh sprawled out uh on her bed uh you can you can see that she didn't change out of her club clothes uh mm-hmm. she uh she also you can tell that there is a, a waste basket uh near her her bed on the opposite side of you that somehow didn't wake you up uh it is uh not empty and uh mm-hmm. she seems to be struggling but she's asleep right now so uh, Maggie is going to kind of go over to, you know, kind of the little setup in the room where it's got, you know, kind of like, you know, single serve coffee maker kind of a thing. Sure. And so sh- she'll she'll go over and, you know, kind of be a good buddy. And so she'll, you know, make a coffee for herself and she'll make a coffee for Chelsea. Okay. Uh, are you waking her up? It's it's just there. Like if, if she if the smell wakes her up, fine. But, you know, not necessarily. Um, okay. All right. Uh, while we think about that, uh, Valdran, thank you very much for that raid. Appreciate it. Welcome very in. kind of you all. Uh, hope you all had a good night with whatever you were playing. Uh, thank you, whoever gave the shout out. Um, we are playing Delta Green. Uh, we're about half an hour in. Uh, we we're just kind of getting started on a new case. So it's a good time to come on over. So thanks for hanging out. If you haven't already gone and followed them, go follow them. If, you, if you're just coming over, consider giving us a follow if you want to stick around. All right. So uh, do you want me to roll or do you want to wake her up? I can just roll to uh, see if she wakes up. Sure. Go for it. Okay. She is dead asleep with a 92. <laughs> okay. She is her, her alertness is next to that. That's a 92. Uh, okay. So yeah. So she'll so just kind of make the make coffee. Few, she'll... You make some noise too. Like you knock some stuff over and it just doesn't even wake her up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and so that's honestly, she's kind of a little bit relieved uh, that she doesn't necessarily have to kind of come up with a lie on the spot and, do all of that uh so she will um leave her a note uh that'll just say um hope you had fun uh text me later 
work calls. No. Social kind of... Say I met a guy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and so a little bit of kind of my idea is that like one of the reasons that uh, Chelsea and Maggie are such good friends is that like Chelsea's dad actually sort of got Maggie this position. Okay. Um, so she'll kind of, she'll get a little bit of, you know, kind of weird contract jobs, you know, sort of come up out of nowhere kind of stuff. Um, not that it won't be problematic, but, you know, she's hoping that maybe she'll understand. She won't. She's still going to be pissed, but, you know. Okay. Um, I mean, she might not wake then, up till the afternoon, so, like, you might have some time. <laughs> exactly. And then okay. she'll send a, a text to uh, her daughter, Morgan. So she'll just, you know, send a quick text and just say, you know, um, morning, lovely. Hope you have a good day. Um, I think school will be back in. So, like. How old how old's Morgan? Uh, she is. How do you not remember? Look at her. She has to look at it. How do you know? know. What kind of mother are you? You don't even know your kid's age. Because I did the dumb thing, (laughs) forgetting that I'm really bad at math. I know she was born in 98 and this is. She's 13. Probably 13. Thank you. Okay. Um, so, um, I, I will assume that, um, Maggie pushed for her to have a phone over sure. uh, her ex's uh, preference for her not to. I am so, going to say, quick morning. Uh, I'm going to say that you do get, in fact, get a text back and it's just going to be like, hey, mom, going to school. Love you. Bye. Like, that's it. Which is not bad, honestly. Like, if you think about it. No, no, yep. we're, we're, she's definitely closer to her dad and her grandma than to me because I'm gone a lot. So uh, okay. that, that feels good. Good start to the day. All right, so Maggie, Declan, you two are heading over to uh, to the site of Sandra Cohen's disappearance. Just to remind folks, uh, Sandra Cohen, uh, age two, Caucasian, uh, she, like 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 Stephen already said, uh, was sort of disappeared from a fenced-in backyard. She's in Carroll Gardens in Brooklyn. Uh, so Carroll Gardens is uh, sort of like northwesternly ish it's uh, not too far from the water it's um it's kind of um it, it, it's a ways from the garretson mansion i think i might have given you guys a, a the map in here let me double check where you can actually see the brooklyn map i will show it to you oh and like how close they are to each other yeah so you would be able to kind of track uh, where everything was. So there's the elders abduction, there's the Cohen abduction, the Strouch or Strauch abduction, and then their Garrettson mansion, all of that kind of shows up on kind of like your, your Google maps, so to speak. Uh, and you can see that the Cohen, the Cohen one is like the one that's probably the most Westernly, not too far away from some of the ports, uh, relatively speaking. Uh, when we say fenced in backyard, just remember that we're in Brooklyn. Uh, we're not like in upstate New York. There's not these huge, you know, yards or anything like that. Uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, and so you can kind of see that it's it's not too far away from the marketplace where the where Frankie Elders was uh, was abducted, uh, but it is quite a ways away from the Garrettson Mansion. Uh, so we'll say the two of you arrive uh, mid morning. By the time you guys get there, uh, meet up separately. Uh, I'm not really going to necessarily. We don't need to worry about delineating travel, like how you get there. I don't really care too much. Uh, but you get there, uh, and you can see that. The home is, it's not empty. It does appear that there is a a vehicle uh, parked out front. So it does seem to suggest someone's there. The neighborhood, it's probably past school time. 
uh, like school collection has already kind of happened. It's mid morning. So there is kind of a, a, a little bit of a, a deflation in terms of activity, but it's certainly not an extremely quiet neighborhood. So how do you two want to go about handling this? I think first of all, I would just start wandering over to the yard um, and just trying to visualize, like going through the files, reading if there are any witness statements about like timelines, things like that. I don't think I would knock on the door right away. I would just try to see, just try to like imagine what happened, basically go through it. So just we'll picture then like in your car still park. You found a place to park. A lot of the, you know, whoever here was, was kind of off to work. Maybe you got lucky and you found a spot a couple houses down or maybe half a block away. You're in your car. You got your coffee. You're reading through everything and you're just kind of going through the file once more. Um, so just to review it your it was back in may may 4th uh it was the most recent one that dealt like the the operation the delta green operation flag the mother elizabeth cohen uh she's mid-20s she was watching the child from her kit from the kitchen window so like you're where you're when you're looking now at like you like in your rear view mirror and you're looking at the house and you're looking at some of the other houses nearby there's windows on the front side of the home but you assume they go into some kind of living room and likely the kitchen's probably on the back side of the house. It was around 2.30 in the afternoon, 2.29 p.m. is when the, the call to the police came in and it was from the mother uh, and she was claiming that the daughter had gone missing and that she didn't know how, like meaning not so much that she vanished, but that she just didn't necessarily know how. She was very frantic on the phone. Um, you also notice in the reports that it got pretty... Um, she got even more uh, more frantic when the when the cops arrived to the point where she got violent and she struck one of the officers. Uh, she got arrested. She was held. She wasn't charged. They ended up not charging her, but she was actually but she was actually violent at the scene. Uh, so you also notice that in the in the actual in the actual events that there was a police search that was done. Uh, they found an uncovered standpipe uh, in this high grass near the back of the yard. The yard wasn't in great condition. Like she wasn't like constantly mowing it or keeping it clean. Uh, and the curious thing is that there were these fresh metal scrapes that were on the cover, but the, the cover was indicated to be very, very heavy. Uh, and then apparently could have been moved recently. Uh, and I have there, Googled standpipe, so I now know what to picture when nice. I think about that. <laughs> witnesses the you definitely see that there was they did kind of talk to some of the neighbors and people in the area and from what you could tell there were no eyewitnesses no one could confirm nor deny that sandra cohen was in the backyard uh no one really could no one noticed anybody of any kind of any people who weren't supposed to be in that neighborhood or no like in in the area at that time there was no nothing to kind of go on in that in that regard uh the mother was does is known to have a temper like that was the thing that kind of came up every now and then that she would yell and like some neighbors sometimes would hear her yelling. Uh, but no one ever suggested anything beyond just her being loud. Like there was never any any suspicion that she might be like abusing Sandra or anything like that. Um, the main suspect that the police had when this was a fairly active case was the father, Emil, uh, because he's a wanted felon. And he is uh, he is uh, he's a suspect at large, but he doesn't live in the house and no one's seen him. There was no testimony from anybody in the neighborhood that they've seen a meal around the house at this time. 
So getting out and just walking towards the yard, would I see any like noticeable blind spots from the kitchen window looking at the yard? I'm imagining the yard's like 200 square feet, like 10 by 20 or something. Yeah, like it's that, not right? very. Yeah, it's like longer than it is wide. Right. And yeah, yeah. Let's see what kind of um, what kind of stats you guys take a look at what you have. Um, not alertness is 26. Um, there is 40. Uh, are you there? Are we going to say Maggie arrives? Declan gets out of the car. We see Mag Maggie in her overdressed, burnt Texas orange blazer. <laughs> I'm sorry, salmon blazer walking up. Ear large earrings dangling. Uh, you two can do your pleasantries in a moment. But as you two start looking around, uh, Give us an alertness plus 20, Declan, or if you have search, uh, you have search at 41. I give, you know what? I'll just give it to you if search 41. You can see that there, there's definitely a blind spot. Like you can tell like the window of the kitchen as you're looking back there now, you can see that it's open. You can see there's a woman inside. There's a, there looks to be a small like dining nook. Uh, and then like she's like profiled to you so she's like sipping coffee and you can see she's like reading it looks like her phone or, or a tablet or something like that and you can see the kitchen behind it very small kitchen um there's not a whole lot in the yard itself there's like a barbecue uh there looks to be a couple like toys and things here and there that have been pushed off to the side it's still not well kept the grass is quite high here it's not a very nice yard um but you can you could probably guess that if, if she wasn't looking directly out the window, if she was like turned off to the side like she is now, it's possible she, you know, she wouldn't have seen. Well, Maggie, should we go uh, talk to the mother, see what she knows? Morning. Uh, yeah, what's the uh, story? Are you uh, working on another book or are you somebody other than you? Uh, well, I would hate to give away our secrets to more uh, Russian nationals like Franco. So I'll just uh, go with my agent name, I believe. Why don't you just follow my lead? And I open the gate to the yard and start walking up to the front door. Okay. <laughs> and Maggie is just so amused at this. She's just like... Our characters never get along, but you. we always pair up. <laughs> I think it makes sense because you guys don't get along in real life either. So... Uh, oh. Right? That's what I <laughs> Uh, okay, so you knock on the door. There's a momentary delay. Uh, and then it opens up and you can see uh, a kind of a tired, tired looking woman. She looks, doesn't look like she's recently been crying or anything like that, but you can see like heavy bags under her eyes. Uh, you certainly smell the coffee on her. Like as she opens up, she's not, you don't, you don't notice that she's dressed like for work or anything. She She's coming in and like she hasn't really kind of gotten ready for the day. And then she looks at you all. She's like, can I, can I help you? Is there something you Ms. need? Miss Cohen, I, I apologize for bothering you so early. My name is Michael King. Uh, this is my associate, Miss Aggie. And we are private investigators. I was hoping if I could ask you some questions about your daughter. Private. I, I, I uh. I, I, I told yes. you guys I, c I couldn't afford your um No, services. no, no. I, I actually work for a different client. Uh, they also have a missing child, and we're curious if the cases might be related. So if I could just uh, talk with you, it if we can find that um, child, maybe we can find yours as well. Uh, no cost to you. We just want to run down every lead we can. 
Uh, no cost to you, man. Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, you got to persuade a 70. That was a really convincing argument. Uh, she seems a little bit out of it. Uh, yeah. And she, so she starts kind of like doing the, cl- she has like a robe on. She starts kind of buttoning up. Uh, yeah. Come, come on in. Come, come on in. Um, thank uh, you so much. It was Mr. King, Ms. Aggie. M- Mr. King and Miss Aggie. Yes. Oh my God. You know, I was starting to think no one cared anymore. It hasn't even been that long. I know like they say first 24 hours or 72 hours. I know it's been like a couple months, but like no one cares anymore. I can't even get the cops to like respond to any of my calls anymore. And like my, uh, my work doesn't seem to care anymore. It's just, I can't tell you how much. Uh, just just to know that someone still cares is not that I want another kid to go missing, but I'm sorry. I'm just really tired. No, no, of course. I, I can't imagine the pain that you're going through, but rest assured that uh, we will do everything we can to find your daughter. If we are I, able to find her, we will. I I appreciate it. Come, go, sit, can, I, can I get you something to drink? Um, I made coffee. Uh, no, just, but just, just sit down. I'll... Do you want another mug of coffee? I'll, I'll, I'll get it for you. I just just sit down. Uh, I know it's just you've been through a lot. The kitchen is just through there. Um, mugs are the cabinet. We're private right investigators. Of, She'll be able to find it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about a thing. <laughs> uh, if we could just go over the timeline with you, just if you could break down what happened that day, uh, okay. what the police did to search, just. Any details you can remember, anything especially that stands out uh, that just bothers you about that day? I mean, I went through this like over and over again. All right. So it was, I don't know, it was like just past lunchtime. I was, I mean, I was home. I was cleaning up. We had lunch and, you know, she was outside she was playing um out back uh and i mean you can see uh, uh, miss ag if you look out the window she was back there i and, y- yes ma'am i can see and i was i was cleaning up um washing dishes i don't have a dishwasher it doesn't work uh and I have a deadbeat husband and I don't have any money and I just, I had to do it. So I was washing myself and I was listening to the radio. I'm not going to lie. I was listening to the radio and, um, I was looking, she was there. Everything was fine. Like the weather was fine. Like everything was great. Like there was, I didn't know, you know, and then I think it was like just past two where I, I looked out and she was gone and I went out, I opened the door, I called out for her, Sandy, Sandy, where are you, Sandy? And she's supposed to respond. Um, sometimes she plays little games, we hide, but I didn't see her. Uh, she never played eight or anything, it was just her. She's playing with her toys. And, and I was looking around and I couldn't see her and my heart began to... Um, palpitate is it is just it started beating really fast i got very nervous and started i looked around i you know i call i I hopped up the fence look at the other neighbors and didn't see her over there i went out i went out back i went out front i kept calling i mean i ran up and down i knocked on the neighbor's doors i up and down 
everywhere on the block, just calling. And then, and I don't know, that might've been 15, 20 minutes, maybe a half an hour. And then I came back and I called, um, and the you cops came perfectly, exactly the way you're supposed to. Uh, and that's, you know, that's, that's what I, I mean, what else was I supposed to do? You look for the kid and like, I, she, she's a kid. She's, she's two. It's not like she's going to get very far. Like, I mean, you said that you often play like hide and seek games. Did she ever have like a specific spot that she liked to hide a go-to spot or anything like that? Yeah, but it wasn't a good one. Like I can, it was out. No, back. Of course not. Yeah. I mean, like there was a, there's a, there was a big plant we had out back and she would just hide behind. It was one of the ferns. It's dead now, but like she would hide behind it and she would, you know, I could see her, but she thought I couldn't, but I could see her. She just and like turned the other way and she couldn't see you. So thought you couldn't see her. Something like that. Like, I think she just thought if she looked through like the slots and the ferns and she could see me that I couldn't see her. She was, she is too. She's two. She is too. And, and she wasn't there. And the and cops came. I'm sure you understand how it, a two-year-old can be upset and they, they're not capable of thinking clearly and logically. Is there any chance that maybe she was in trouble for something that day? Maybe she was put in timeout and she may want to have like wandered away out of frustration? I mean, she <laughs> she was trying... I caught her trying to like... And I was like, a cat? Is she like a... Like, you know, one of the strays? And I do not want pets. And I'm allergic to cats. Like, my eyes will puff up and I won't be able to see. And then I'll sneeze for days. And she was like, it, like she was, I saw her kind of the last couple of days, like trying to grab it. And I, I might have yelled at her, but she's two. She's not going to remember when she's older, like what happens when you're two. Well, of course not. Uh, so when she was out back, you, were sneezing and uh, dealing with allergies as well at the time? No, no, not really. Because like she didn't bring the cat inside. It was just sort of like we. I saw it lurking a couple of times, and so I just made sure I'd be like, "Don't you dare, Sandy!" And I don't, you know, she didn't. Like, have you seen that cat since? No, I mean, there's. I mean, I don't. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, there's cats all over the place and dogs. There's you know, people get animals and then they let them free because they're terrible owners. You know, like if you're gonna take on an animal, like it's a responsibility, right? So, but no, and I, I apologize for the questions that may seem meaningless, but it just helps us build a, a full picture of that day. I understand. Uh, it's fine. If you're is gonna there, help, it's, I'll answer anything. Is there anything that just stood out to you about that day? Maybe someone walking around the neighborhood that you'd never seen before or just something that felt wrong beforehand? I didn't care for the police's reaction. They like one of them said, like, I, I heard them like, you know, they questioned my fitness. They said, like, what kind? You know, I, I heard it. They didn't say it directly to me, but they said it to each other. That's why I got upset. And, but I was, you know, there's a lot of things going on that day and I was already upset and things got a little out of hand. And then they, they said that, you know, I needed to calm down, that I was getting hysterical and that just made me angrier and, you know. It's just I mean, the, the worst, isn't it? When just, 
try to condescend to us that we don't yeah. know yeah. what's going on just because we have some tears and are understandably upset. I mean, I guess the father's better. I don't see him anywhere, and they think he did. I don't think he did it, but he Have you had any contact with him? Has he, like, tried leaving messages or anything like that? He hasn't really contacted me since she turned one. Last time I saw him, it was her first birthday, and he was there, drunk as he always is, and... You know, he had a present, but you could tell he forgot. And so he stopped and it was some cheap toy he got from a drugstore down the street. And, and that was that. That was the last time I saw him. Like, he's Has he ever threatened to take her from you? That he wanted custody or anything no. like that? He, it was, oh, just to get him to pay attention to her was a challenge. So the fact that they think he kidnapped her, like he didn't want anything to do with her for the most part. So, no. What about anyone else in the neighborhood? Are there any neighbors that take, a, you know, that offer to babysit her or, you yeah, know, special, like special interest? I mean, no, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, like the neighbors, like they, 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 they kind of watch your mark. And Barbara, like they're great though. I mean, they're a little older. They had, you know, they had kids. You know, I like they're kind of like her, like they kind of like her grandparents in a way, or aunt, uncle, but not really. But they would like whenever I was at work, they would watch her. But like they're as upset as anybody. Did they see her at all that day? No, no, they weren't even around that. Like that day, they'd kind of gone out. They were doing. They were doing like a city trip. They do that every now and then, and they go in. They see a show or something, and that was like their anniversary or something. So, okay. Well, that's all the questions I have right now, uh, Miss Aggie. Do you have any follow ups that you'd like to ask? Uh, no. No, I, I think probably what I wanted to do is uh, ask, and, and I know this is a. a quite the uh quite the request but uh might it be possible if we uh take a look at her room yeah yeah uh it's up 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 there second floor first on the left and then after that uh we'll get out of your hair but before we leave we'd also like to take a look at the backyard if that's okay where she yeah, was playing no yeah go right ahead Just go right ahead thank you so much you've been so considerate you just said right back here right and i start walking towards the room Okay, we'll cut from there and we'll come back to you guys in a bit. Let's check in with Lisa. Lisa, we never really checked in with you in the morning came. Um, definitely there's expectation. You can see on the faces of Viv and on Jamie that you're supposed to be doing family stuff today. When you wake up, maybe a little later than they do, as you didn't really go to bed till late, you can see Aunt Viv is drinking her coffee. They're eating and like they're talking about what they're going to make for breakfast and things like that, what they're going to do for the day. And you can hear Jamie's like throwing out all of like the generic tourist stuff, like Statue of Liberty, Empire, you know, Empire State Building, you know, all that kind of good stuff. So like, you know, and Aunt Viv is like saying, yeah, we can do this or we can do this. And, you know, it's like you can definitely tell that they're putting an itinerary together. And that's when you get a text from on your phone. It's not from Cody, okay. but it's from Declan, we'll say. And it's notifying that, like, they're going to this site. And, like, maybe they invite you, but they're just letting you know. So what, what's, what's it look like for Lisa as she gets going on the day? 
Uh, Lisa does spend some time um, with them, and probably around lunchtime, she'll see uh, if uh, Jamie wants to go to like the local library. Um, just to have a little bit of quiet, cool down time, um, from all the hustle and bustle of sightseeing and such. Uh, and, and give Aunt Viv a break so she can, cause I imagine Aunt Viv's a bit of like a day drinker. Um, <laughs> and so <laughs> and whether she like goes home or Small wherever, detail. Dude, in yeah. my universe, any woman over 50 is a day drinker. Right? Yeah. So <laughs> good for them for sure. Yeah. You do you lady. So I don't know if like maybe she like wanted to like pop into a bar and and Lisa's like well Jamie and I can maybe meet be at this library and then we'll meet up with you after. Viv looks at you. She looks at you with. It's ten a.m. I'm not going to a bar. I never no, get to no. see her at lunchtime. Is what I meant. Like after spending okay. the morning sightseeing. All right. So if you're gonna go, well the thing is, it's like you're in Ronkonkoma. And uh, there's not a lot to do. I, this is up. I'm sorry for all the wrong Konkuma fans no out there. I have no idea. This is where my uncle lives. That's so <laughs> why I picked <laughs> these places. Uh, there's not a ton to do here. There's plenty of stuff to do, like within relative driving distance. Like there's different, you know, there's different places you could potentially go. The big stuff, though, everything that that Jamie is describing, she's throwing out Statue of Liberty. She's throwing at like Staten Island and Viv rolls her eyes at Staten Island. Like we're not going to Staten Island, Jamie. Staten Island is terrible. And she's like, well, Empire State Building. All of that is in the city. That is not okay. where you're at. And that is like yeah. a whole thing. Like you're going into the city. You're going to be there all day. You're taking the LIR. You're hopping onto a couple different trains and you're going downtown. You know, so it's like yeah, it's like so a whole thing. Yeah, so then Lisa will just tell them, uh, uh, she'll message uh, Maggie and Declan back, do you have commitments I can um, assist this evening? And so we'll say as Declan uh, goes, as you open the door, you go out back and you feel your phone go off and you look, message from Agent Weaver saying she has commitments. She'll join up with you that evening. I would message back, message Aggie, I might have signing. Yeah, and she did it like group message kind of thing, so. Okay, all right. So we then see a montage of, of Lisa and Jamie and Viv waiting for the train Ron Konkuma Station, getting on the LIR, heading west, hopping over this way, that. And it's this whole thing. And at first, it's very exciting. Jamie really likes the trains. But then after a while, it's really exhausting. And she's like, why does everything smell bad? Why is everything <laughs> so sticky? Why do people, why is everything so crowded? And so you're getting a lot of those questions. Uh, but eventually, we'll say, if you are really doing a bunch of that crazy tourist stuff, eventually, we'll, we'll make it. And it's going to make for a very exhausting day, Lisa. Uh, okay, let's kick over then to Luca. You're muted, so Luca Ashley. No, sorry. Sorry. Um, so I know that there was a kid. They went missing at, uh, where is it? Some sort of like shopping. Atlantic Avenue Street Market. Where yeah. is, would that be mm -hmm. within any facility of where we're at or no? Not really. Uh, it's, it's not in particularly close to where you're at. 
Um, you got to get back to Brooklyn to get back to where all. Got the, it. Okay. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. I mean, you can Directions try to make the case to do things. Are not in my thing, IRL or even in game. So. The- <laughs> You could probably find some sightseeing things to do in Brooklyn if you just want to. Every time I go to Google direct something, that way, Ashley just stops talking. <laughs> Keep sorry, talking, sorry. Ashley. I'm uh, looking something up. <laughs> I thought we were done. <laughs> we were, but Phil. Oh, goodness. All right. That's fine. That's fine. I mean, like, you could, you could, there's things you could potentially convince them to do. I'm looking it up now. Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Bridge Park, Botanic Gardens. You know, I'm. There's uh, stuff to do. Yeah, there's a museum. Blah, 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 yep. blah, it's blah, New blah. York. There's a lot of museums. <laughs> <laughs> but there's there's things you can do. There's uh, a children's museum. Okay. There you go. If you would like to try to steer Vivian and Jamie into doing things around Brooklyn instead of doing the more like obvious, you know, top of the top of the tier, like a, a six year old would really enjoy this kind of stuff, then Go ahead and give me a persuasion roll uh, and uh, let me know how that goes. Okay. Uh, my persuasion is 50. Okay. And, ooh, I passed. I got a 29. Okay. Uh, you, I mean, like, you you manage, like, when you start talking about the, when you, when you mention Brooklyn Bridge, you get, you get Jamie. Like, because she recognizes the name. So she's very mm-hmm. excited about the Brooklyn Bridge. Vivian, on the other hand, kind of looks at you and she's just like, first you go out late at night with your work friends, apparently. Now we can't go to the Statue of Liberty for your daughter. We're going to a park near the Brooklyn Bridge. Okay. If that's if that's the kind of mother you want to be, then that's the kind of mother you're going to be. We have more days. We don't have to hit everything today. Okay, that's fine. I mean, if you want to go on the weekend to some of these places, if you want to deal with the crowds, and some of them aren't even open on certain... No, that's fine. No, it's fine. Hey, okay, no, Jamie, we're going native. to the Brooklyn Bridge. What? What's that? And she's like, I'm not the native Vivian, so if you have objections, please, obviously you're making them known. Do you think today would we be We had an itinerary. Person? We were going to go into the city today, uh, but then you come down. And uh, now you want to do something else. That's fine. As long as you're not going to cancel on dinner tonight. Of course not. Going to your mother's favorite restaurant. And we're going to have, you know, we're going to honor happy birthday and whatnot. She would have been 50. Yeah. Okay. No, that's fine. Brooklyn Bridget is then. Let's go. And like Lisa does uh, what she's always kind of done with her mom, where she just kind of shuts down. Sure. And uh, even suggesting like a different location was like a big thing for her. And sure. I feel like I'm not going to take sit here Lisa and at... silently hate Aunt Vivian. <laughs> you thought you guys were done with the middle aged Karen. Mm-mm. Oh, no. <laughs> she's even stronger because she's fueled yeah. by self righteousness. Uh, and she's so, family. And she's family and her sister died. So she's got to do double duty. Um, I feel like we're gonna, I'm going to take out Lisa, not by the powers of the Cthulhu verse, but by Karen. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be. 
or Let's Ashley, see. either or. Yeah, one of two. Let's <laughs> cut over to Luca. Luca, you've been looking at these files all morning. Uh, you've, you know, is there something you want to follow up on? Uh, is there somewhere you want to go? Is there something else you want to look into? So we'll say like most of the morning has passed at this point. You spend you spent the day on the computer doing research, digging into files, getting background checks as best you can on some folks. What is, what is it you're doing? What's next for Luca? Yeah, I want to look into the renovations. So like, is this spot the uh, construction's complete? If the abductions are like in relevant spots that the construction wants to take place as well. Okay. So. Okay, so if you if you're digging into that, like the construction is definitely not complete. Construction is still ongoing. It's kind of been a nightmare, and it's it's taken a long time for the for the you know for the project to go on. So from what you can tell, you do a quick couple of calls. Maybe you know somebody you know in some of the some of the civic buildings and such. Like you know you're you're a DE agent. It's not hard for you to kind of get some of this basic info. Um, and some of it is just kind of looking up permits and things like that, see what the companies have for it. But from what you can tell, it's still going on. Bloomfeld Associates is still on site. Uh, the subcontracting group is still working. Uh, you do have the address, um, 124 Buckingham Road. It's in Flatbush. Uh, and uh, you know that, like, you know that they're actively working. Like, like they're on site today. Then I would like to, late in the afternoon, even head over, investigate the place a bit. Okay. Uh, and we'll say that is exactly what you do. Get in your car uh, and you head on over. Um, I never, I forgot to actually look up where a DEA site is. But we'll just say it's within driving distance for you. Um, but yeah, we'll say you get there uh, early afternoon. You can see when you arrive, it is a, a kind of a federal style house. Uh, it's um, four stories tall. Uh, you can tell that it, it's also boxed in on, on most of the sides, uh, you kind of peeking down some of the alleyways. It looks like there might be an open, uh, an open lot behind it. Uh, but otherwise it, you can see that there's new apartment buildings and it definitely in its current state, certainly you can tell some of the, you can, you can see some of the older, the older architecture and it looks like they're trying in some ways to maintain that like that kind of authenticity but there's all these different newer and more more recently renovated apartment buildings nearby uh you can tell that there are signs uh and scaffolding and all sorts of things you see a, a banner with bloomfeld associates uh you can see that there are several work trucks out in front um and you can see that there are kind of people coming and going you wind down the window you can hear the sounds of saws kind of going off people working here and there uh, it's a definitely an active construction site does the timing line up that when they started construction maybe the disappearance were happening as well or what kind of timeline that was uh from what you can tell the construction has been going on for uh for much longer because the 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 disappearances were only the last couple of months the earliest disappearance was uh i want to say march and the, of the of the three that you were asked to look into, and the construction's been going on for, for uh, I think like two calendar years or something like that. Uh, it's a massive renovation. They're kind of converting what looks like a, an old school mansion to like new school apartments and condominiums. Hmm. And I'm trying to get a deeper understanding of how if this site is connected or just like the disappearance are just happening around here. Tell me how you would like to go about discovering that. All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I want to match up the 
things found or noticed in the mis- disappearances and just investigate this site, see if there's anything off. Okay. Uh, are you getting out? Are you walking around? Are you? Yeah, I'm going to get out, walk around. Okay. Are you going to try to get onto the site itself? Like, yeah, get on the gonna... site. Like, okay. Uh, I mean, at a certain point, when you kind of walk down the street, you get out, start walking up, uh, up the steps. Um, you can see a, a man in his probably put him late forties, maybe early fifties. Caucasian guy. He's got a little bit of extra weight on his uh, on his neck. Uh, he got what looks like a gigantic uh, like Dunkin' Donuts thing. It looks like he's been sipping some coffee here and there. Uh, and he's got a phone. He, you know, he sees you coming up. And say, uh, hey, uh, hey, uh, hey, guy, can I help you? You need hey, something? Uh, yeah, you're allowing visitors on site. Uh, visitors? Are you, are you a buyer or something? Uh, potentially. Oh, really? Uh, okay. Hey, uh, hey, hey, honey, I gotta call you back. Okay, I gotta call you back. Okay, and so she kind of hangs his phone up. Uh, so hey, how's it going? Um. What, and your name is, uh, and he kind of extends his hand. Uh, you call me Alexi. Alexi? Okay. Uh, nice to meet you, Alexi. Uh, I, I got to warn you, I'm not, I'm not a salesman. Uh, I'm, uh, you can call me Eddie Bloomfeld. Um, be careful. Uh, I mean, I can show you around if you want, or I can get one of my guys to show you around. Uh, but... I, it's not really showtime. Uh, we have a th- uh, some of the units are done. A lot of them are, are intact. We didn't get noticed that anyone was coming by. Like no one, no one actually told us there's going to be any any folks that were looking. Uh, so it is, it, it is, <laughs> it's it's a little messy in there. It's a little uh, messy. It's perfectly understandable. I'll just have a small look around. Uh, just uh, I I'm gonna need you one second. And he kind of calls, "Hey, Maxie, yeah, Maxie, grab me one of the helmets." And you can see, just don't go in there yet. Don't go in there yet. And you see a guy kind of come running up, um, late twenties, thirties or so. Uh, he uh, kind of got this sort of a, a kind of a grin on his face. Kind of hands you over this like white hat, uh, this white like hard hat, basically construction hat. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna need you to uh, to go ahead and wear that if you uh, you know liabilities and whatnot. Like I wouldn't want uh, you know any of the." potential investors or buyers you know whatever uh uh actually you know what maxi uh would you mind giving mr alexi here uh just kind of look around kind of show him around uh show him some of the units uh if you can um uh that would that would be great and the guy's oh yeah sure sure yeah no no problem eddie i got this no problem absolutely uh, and he's like, oh, and so the other guys, all right, all right, you just gotta let me know if you need anything. Uh, I got situation I gotta deal with, uh, but I'll be, I'll be around. Uh, just come, come grab me if you need me. All right. Okay. Well, all I'm right gonna take your silences. Everything's good. So no. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna get on it. And so he kind of starts walking away. And so the young guy, Max, all right. So, uh, so yeah, you, uh, you wanna, you're, you're, you're an investor or something. That's great. That's great. Yeah. You're looking to buy. Okay. 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 Uh, sure. Is, uh, is there like, um, you know, anything in particular, there's like a size, you know, we got some of the, you know, some of the units are done. Um, we've got, let's see, uh, we got some of the ground floor. We got 10, we got two bedroom. Uh, it's a, in a den. So if you needed a three bedroom or something, how is it like a family? Do you need for a family? Is small, like, yeah. A small family, you know, child or two. Child or two, 
Like, you don't know how many kids you have? (laughs) (laughs) We're trying. We're trying. Listen, Mr. Alexi Inferno, how many children do you have? Uh, Anonymous Gifter, by the way. Thank you so much. Very kind of you. Uh, Uh, (laughs) How many kids you have? Yeah, I've got got one on the way. One right now. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. That's right. Uh, Show, show. You know, um, that uh, the son, daughter. What do you, what do you got? What do you got? Yeah, I've got a son. Son. Oh my gosh. My wife. She's due soon. Uh, like what are we? Second trimester. Like it's gonna be a couple months still. First kid. I am extremely excited. We don't. We're, we're, we're gonna be surprised though. We don't want to know. We're saying you know, plugging our ears and covering our eyes. Just don't want to know anything about you know what it might be. So, you know, how old's Luca again? He's 30, early 30s. Okay, okay. Uh, okay, so you've got one one on the way, and then you got, you, you're married. Uh, okay, so yeah, I can show you around. See, we've got, um, all right, so we've got unit 10, ground floor, two-bedroom den. Uh, I think, let's see, what else is done? Uh, on the second floor, do you want a ground floor? Is that what you're looking for? Ground floor, second floor? Any floor, floor works. If the place is nice, we'll take it. Any floor works. Are you new to New York? Uh, yeah, I've been in Jersey, but it's sort of the same, right? Okay, sure. Uh, we do have a three-bedroom on the second floor. Sure, sure, sure. No problem. Uh, and he starts kind of leading you inside. And you can see that there's a ton of other workers here and there. Uh, you can see some of them are, like, carrying what looks like, you know, you know, like uh, like like studying for walls. You can see some are kind of carrying what looks like these these uh, basically doing drywall here and there. Others are are kind of working on some kind of feeding various uh, electrical wiring and whatnot through uh, through some some incomplete walls every now and then. Uh, he kind of like you know grins and kind of calls out a name or two, waves at people here and there, uh, and uh, he kind of he kind of leans over like, well, I mean, we're on the ground floor, so we'll just go ahead and we'll take a look and. Uh, here you go and you go inside uh and you're on the ground floor it's like a two bedroom everything looks pretty nice in here uh it looks like the doesn't look like they put like appliances or anything in yet it looks to be it looks ready for appliances uh but you can tell like all the all the walls look great there's definitely like an old school aesthetic there's like this wainscoting that is still up there uh and he's like and he kind of focusing like that right there oh that's been part of the pain in the ass because uh that is original there man that is original stuff you know obviously we're going to put in fresh brand new appliances etc it's going to be great and beautiful but you're getting modern day furnishings modern day upgrades but you're getting that kind of old school that antique style design you're not going to find this anyway you're not going to find this on this block i'll tell you that you're not going to find we've been in some of the other buildings here and there and they just kind of went full-on modern just full-on modern right now but here you can see this. This is the kind of place. This is this is the kind of place I would love get my to get my uh, my kid in. You know, yeah, uh, I'd quite like it. But uh, looking okay. out the window, maybe something higher. No, I'm, I'm connecting here. I was looking at the missing case. Maybe mm. the third floor. Third floor. And um, what's your psychology at? Psychology. Yeah. yeah. Or uh, s- sorry, human. Sorry, we're playing Delta Green. I call it Cthulhu. What's your oh, human? Sixty-one. Uh, you notice a hesitation, like you see him just kind of almost like it's like a very subtle kind of wince when you mention the third floor. 
Um, and he kind of quickly goes over it. He's like, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We got uh, got a couple of units up there. Um, I mean, I don't know if they're going to be great for your fam. One's a studio. That's probably not good. You probably want your privacy. And the other one's a one bedroom. I don't, I don't know if they'd be good for you. I mean, there's a couple others that's, um, that aren't complete. There's 38. Uh, that's a three bedroom. Uh, 31. That's a two bedroom. Uh, 36. We're still working on. That's a one bedroom. So. Oh, I'd still love to take a look. If I can show me up there. Uh, yeah, sure, 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 sure. And so, uh, he starts, uh, he starts, you know, he's like, all right, yeah, yeah, fine. And so you guys head back out. You kind of start going up and he, you see someone else coming down. He's like, Hey, Peggy. And he's like, Hey, Maxie, you know, how's it going? And then a few people are like, Who's this guy going around? Like, who's this guy? You hear like like the the conversations kind of happening in the background here and there, uh, and you come up to the third floor, and you can see that there are two rooms up here that are kind of like the doors are uh, there. The doors are closed on them. You see Unit Thirty Two, Unit Thirty Five. Both of them uh, have the doors closed. Uh, there's three other units. No doors are hung. You can see that there's all manner of like activity going on, like it's still being worked at. So like I said, three bedroom in here, and he starts leading you into one of the places that actually has work being actively done. Uh, and we'll we'll continue with that in a moment. Uh, let's uh, let's kick back for a bit over to Declan and Maggie uh, and also quickly say a thank you to Chad. I'm seeing we got a hype train going. Thank you so much. Uh, sorry, I'm not keeping up with it. Uh, I got to do a bunch of New York accents, but thank you so much. Really, really, really <laughs> appreciate it. So awesome. Got a bunch of anonymous subs and bits and more subs and cool awesome. stuff. Awesome. Thank you so much. Seriously. Uh, and bits, keep track of those because we are using them. I can't remember. We're using 10 plus 10 percent plus 20 percent whenever you got to do a roll. Nice. Not so I think over here, I think we no. I think we're are we splitting up? Is Maggie going upstairs? And you Declan went upstairs and the Declan went out back. Uh, yeah. I was going to say we do both one after the other, but I don't care if we split up. That's fine. We can oh, okay. we can. We can say you guys kind of do do them together. Uh, okay, we'll we'll start with the bedroom. Just make that nice and fast. You go up to the girl's bedroom. Uh, everything is. It 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 looks like nothing has. It, it might have been cleaned, but it's not. It's not pristine. You can see that it still has like some things that have been knocked over on the shelves are still kind of knocked over on the shelf. But you see, it's a it's a very small bedroom. It's not very large. Um, but for a two-year-old, like you can see that it's, you know, it's, it's, it's plenty of size, but there's a, a very small bed. It's kind of got the guard, you know, the guardrails on it and everything still. Uh, you can see that there are a couple shelves here and there where you can see there's books that have been stacked up, uh, various other like uh, toys. Um, some of them look like they've kind of been kind of covered in dust. It looks like, you know, she might not have been here all that often, uh, but Otherwise, it looks, first glance, like any any kid's room. Uh, mostly decorated probably by a parent than it, more than it is by a two-year-old. Uh, what would you guys like to do? Declan is very much the Fox Mulder type where he wants to believe and he like reads up about all the mythology and stuff like that. And yeah. he he's going to get a little obsessed about the cat thing. Uh, so he wants to start looking for like cat hair or any sign that like a cat has ever visited the baby. I don't know. <laughs> the baby. Okay. No, uh, the no, no, child. no. Uh, give me a search roll. 
Uh, I do want to search this. I do. I do want to roll this time, though. So give me a search roll. But I will give you, yeah, yeah. let's say, plus twenty on it because um, you're taking cool. your time. And you're not rushed here. But let's go ahead and give me a plus twenty. And, uh, uh, that is a lolly and an eight. So just an eight under sixty-one with the twenty. Uh, okay, fantastic. You don't find any cat hair. Uh, necessarily um you do notice that they're uh like as you're looking around it's very stuffy in here very hot you kind of open the window you do the, the classic kind of push up it's a little stuck here and there but you do see there's like some scrapes on the windshield on, on the windowsill um that might be like you know cat claws or something like that you don't see any fur you don't see any hair it's also been a it's also been a couple months so it's possible it's been cleaned up and you do know that the police did come through here and likely did a forensic sweep uh but that is probably the only thing you've noticed um in terms of like kind of like forensic sorry i don't i don't know my brain stopped working for a second uh in terms of like forensic evidence to suggest there might have been an animal up or near here uh maggie what are you maggie uh maggie's looking for artwork so you know kind of wanting to see you know sort of how did how did little um i'm sorry susie uh sandra sandy 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 how did little sandy see the world so like what kind of drawings does she have about that's not going to take uh, any sort of specific role as there they are. There's a lot of drawings uh, and by drawings like they're crayon drawings here and there. In some cases, it's like mm-hmm. finger paint smudging and stuff like that uh, hanging from the walls. You can see your your classic like here's the house. There's mommy. You don't really see many daddies. But if you kind of flip through some of the older ones, there's like much cruder, younger drawings. Like it does look like there might have been like a like a parent like two parents here and there. Uh, you definitely see one for like Auntie Barbara and Uncle Mark and stuff from, and like you can tell that they have like gray or white in their hair. Um, and I would say, what's your search at? Oh, Maggie? I believe it's 40. Give me a second. Yeah, 40. Yeah. One of the things you notice, especially with Declan moving around, he's kind of obsessed with this cat stuff. He's looking and stuff that you do notice that there are a couple drawings of, I mean, it, they're crude as hell, like, but you presume it's a cat. It's, you know, it's a kid's drawing. So who the hell knows? It looks like a raisin with a tail. So like, it's, uh, it's, it's, there's, there's something in it. <laughs> that's a cat. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, so that's, uh, that's what you would probably find. Uh, and and as she's doing this, um, assuming that um, that mom followed us, you know, she'll just kind of have a running commentary of like, oh, oh, that's so cute. Oh, this must be the neighbors. Oh, oh, look, that's adorable. Oh, that. Well, yeah, you were talking about a cat there, weren't you? That definitely uh, looks like a definitely looks like that cat there. And she'll she's kind of saying that toward Declan a little bit. Um about kind of the the drawings of the cat and are there any drawings that look like the backyard or look like some other a pipe yeah, i mean like there's definitely some and that's where the cat ones are like with the grass is up you can see like this like you know these like these these rapid really hard scrapings of a green crayon or or a or a colored pencil or a marker and you can see that's where like a lot and there's not a ton of them like it's every now and then you see one uh but there's not that many uh, but you do, but uh, yeah, you definitely see like the high grass. It's not a photo realistic drawing. Of course it's a not. two year old. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but there's nothing that looks like some other amorphous blob or some other. Nope. Yeah, I mean, there's thing. the sun, okay. which is a weird shape sometimes. It's not entirely circular, <laughs> but other than that, it's fine. Um, and then are there any like a like a basket for clothes or anything? There's um, a hamper. Uh, it looks like it's empty currently. There's some clothes that are washed. in it. Yeah, everything likely got washed or some stuff might have gotten bagged by the forensics, but there's still clothes around. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. I know it must be difficult to kind of show us She didn't follow you guys up. She was waiting downstairs in the living room. And she'll sort of say that. And Oh, she didn't come with us. Okay. All right. You didn't realize that? You've been talking to her this whole time? You didn't know she wasn't here? I I could have sworn I heard footsteps behind me. Roll Yeah. Yeah. Okay. To the backyard. And then once we get it out of earshot of the mom, I would turn to Aggie and with the cat, with the phases of the moons, it's two options, either a shapeshifter or a familiar. Uh, well, I mean, I definitely do want to take a look at that, uh, that standpipe and see where that might lead to, where it might connect to and maybe get the, city plans for that see what that looks like but uh she kind of looks at the weeds a little bit and she's kind of looking at like how tall a two-year-old would have been walking around here and how tall the grass is she's like taking big steps through the grass Mm -hmm. okay uh so you know exactly where to go look because based from the uh the information that you have from the delta green file you find the standpipe pretty easily, Maggie. You can see that there is a very heavy-looking cover right on top of the pipe that when you go to move, uh, which, what's Maggie's strength? Uh, 65. Yeah, like you can move it. It's fine. Uh, but you can tell it's very heavy. Like you can do it, but it's not like something you could just easily nudge. Uh, but you actually have to put some effort into doing it. Uh, and it, you would probably peg it at at least 70 pounds or so, maybe more, um, maybe a hundred even. Uh, and like, it's not the type of thing that a kid's going to go and push like, like she's two years old. She's not gonna be able to do it. Um, and you do notice that there are like, there were, there was notification in the, in the file of like fresh scrapes and you can see those as well. They're not as fresh obviously cause it's been a couple months, but you can see the scrapes themselves. It doesn't look like there's been any thing more recent you have photos in the file and when you match up the photos that you have from the delta green file to what you're looking at you can see the same pattern same you know same scrapings here and there um but you don't notice anything new has been made did we make more scrapes just now like trying to open it no no and now that we're looking at the scrapes um, kind of in in real life, what was sort of the spacing of the scrapes? Since we're talking about a cat now, like what it like. So you removed it with with care, right? Uh, you can see that more than likely if you had kind of removed it in a haphazard way or if maybe you were uh, you weren't as strong. 65 is pretty good strength. If you're a little bit weaker, maybe you might have had a little bit more trouble and that might have like dragged it across some of the lining or the frame and that might have caused the scrapes because that that's what it looks like. It looks like it's got, you know, it's like like it's scraped as someone was trying to open it, but they might not have been as strong 
or they might have done it quickly or they might not have done it as carefully. Gotcha. Okay. Um, what do we see when we look down at? Uh, well, you get hit with a smell, that's for sure, as you now have access to the sewer. And you do see that it it is, a, it is an accessible line down into the sewer itself. From what you can tell, uh, the police did actually go in a little bit. And there was essentially um, a couple sewer leads and stuff. Uh, and it didn't necessarily like, like they couldn't go in and like explore deeply. Like it was blocked off. It got too small at a certain point, but like, like it kind of feeds down, like you can kind of hop down just a few, few feet or so, but it's not like you can kind of crawl through it. Like you're a ninja turtle or something like that. Um, I'll let Maggie do the climbing down. Uh, I would uh, signing. I don't want to smell bad later. I uh, do. I look like I'm dressed to be, uh, mucking around in the sewer. I have fans, and they would remember if I smell like a sewer. It would blow our cover. Because, <laughs> yes, because uh, clearly investigating the unnatural is the only reason why you might smell like shit. Um, is there a way to I agree, investigate this without down. actually getting... <laughs> Yeah, you can just you can just look down. You know, if you have a flashlight on you, look down. It's fine. Uh, So you both have pretty good search, so it's not an issue. You notice that there are nine small sewer leads down here uh, that you know are like in each one of them. When I say they're about twenty-two inches or so, uh, which is inaccessible for you all, like you're you're much too big, Um, toddler, possibly. Uh, it's, it's that small, but there's just, it's not like the size of something that a person could, um, can person can actually kind of climb through them or anything like that. Well, before we start traipsing around underground sewers, perhaps we try to find a map maybe with the city utilities, something that we can, we, we don't even know if this is connected to the other two. Yeah, that, that's I, I. It's such such a such a nice thing when when you throw an idea out there and somebody uh, gives your idea back to you ten minutes later as if it's their idea. That's always so enjoyable. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you say that? I that when we were upstairs in the room, I said that very thing. I thought you were talking to the mother, but you were facing a wall, so I I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so are you guys done at the house? Is there anything more that you wanted to do at this house, or are you going to leave? And- I'm good. Okay. All right. Uh, so we'll say that the two of you say your goodbyes. Um, Elizabeth Cohen is, you know, like she gives you her contact info. She writes it all down. Like when you walk back in, she has everything written down. Like she's got her cell phone number. She has her work number. She has her email. She has her backup email, like her, her work email. She's got it all here. And she's just like desperate. And you can smell that she's cleaned up a bit. She actually looks like she's dressed for work. Um, and and you kind of she doesn't force you guys to stay or anything like that, but she's just begging you all to keep in, you know, keep her in the loop, keep her in the loop, keep her Thank in you. the loop. Thank you. Thank you very much and for I'd, all your time. Yeah, I'd give her the best assurances I can. Okay. Uh, let's check in with Lisa. Uh, at this point, you're getting another communication from Maggie and Declan. It's, we'll say, middle of the afternoon. It's like 3, 4 o'clock, maybe starting to veer into late afternoon. Uh, you have been wandering around for the past couple of hours, uh, Brooklyn Bridge Park, 
uh, taking photos here and there, playing around. Jamie's had quite, it's been a decent day in terms of weather. Uh, it's late August, and usually that's a pretty summery, muggy, humid, hot time. But the weather has kind of been kind of being polite to you. Plus, you're getting a little bit of a breeze. Um, but we'll say at a certain point after the family time has been spent, you are once more contacted as they're wherever it is they're going next. And we'll say they can figure that out while we're talking. They kind of inform you like you can see a, 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 a hit goes out to everybody else you also maybe see luca would you have updated everybody saying that you went to, went to the construction site yeah of course and you get another one of those things you're seeing all the other people on this team this new form cell mm-hmm. are doing things active and they're going places they're investigating meanwhile you're playing with your daughter and your aunt uh and this is your first active case yeah and and lisa does have like major guilt about it and she's just uh, it's what time was our reservation for dinner uh it was six six, right six okay should uh i don't i don't i'm not sure how far it is from here do we need to start heading on over uh let's see if we take that green and she starts doing some calculations what is it four yeah we can go over now okay and uh and and that's what lisa does is she goes through because she's not intending to sleep tonight she's gonna do whatever she needs to this evening pop some energy drinks whatever and, and work through the night uh Sorry to do this to you, Ashley, but as you yeah, and your yeah. yeah, like if you're if Lisa you're not is on the struggling case, with the balances yeah. of uh, yeah. Delta Green in uh, real life. If if you're not working on the case, we're gonna say you and Viv and Jamie, you mm-hmm. you get back in. You get a couple text messages every now and then from Cody, just checking in. You know, like send me some pictures. How's everything going? I miss you guys so much. Da 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 da. da. It's like super clingy, annoying stuff. Yeah, uh, Lisa is so unbelievably overwhelmed. Like trying to, yeah, yeah. Was that wrong? Was that not clingy? That sounded like like no, maybe that was clingy. that was wholesome and nice. It felt clingy to me. <laughs> it's Lisa's it's, feelings Lisa towards is, Cody are is yeah. that it's okay. it's clingy. Yeah, yeah. Well intentioned, okay. but she's a bit overwhelmed. So you begin heading to the restaurant, uh, Ashley. I'm going to task you, okay, uh, with looking up a nice restaurant. Uh, in Long Island, near Ronkonkoma. It doesn't have to be in Ronkonkoma, near enough to it. Somewhere out in Long Island. Uh, and that's going to be your mom's favorite restaurant. As your mother and, uh, and Vivian, they grew up here. Like, this is where they're from. I'm sorry. Like, I based a lot of this off of my own family. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, like, it's just what it is. Uh, but you can look one up. So let's kick then back over to Luca. Luca, you've been on, you've been on the site. He's been moving around the th- third floor you've gone in and you've seen i mean you've seen some of the units um you notice that like a lot of the units themselves like the the ones that are in you know like the like they're still kind of under construction there's still drywall that's being hung some of the walls are exposed uh but at a certain point he kind of looks at you and he's like and he kind of like lets out a sigh and he opens the door and he kind of pushes open into unit 35. And he's like, and this piece is, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. I, I, I apologize. I gotta, I'm gonna have to put a dollar in the jar when I get home. Uh, anyhow, uh, okay, so 
As you can see, this one, like I said, is way too small for a family uh, of your size, like 600 square foot studio. Like this is this is like single, maybe a couple's apartment, something like that. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, we got double paned, energy efficient windows. Everything looks great. We got space for a stove. Again, appliances aren't in yet. Bathrooms ready for a sink. Uh, we've done all the all the plumbing's there. We got a really good good guy. Uh, so ready for sh sink, shower, toilet, all that stuff's ready. But the hookups aren't. You know, they're they're ready. We just haven't obviously put anything in. Um, but you can see, like we like over here, we tore down like all the walls down to the studs. Uh, we rebuilt everything. Everything's fresh wiring, rewired everything, repipe, reframed everything. So you don't got to worry about like you know old pipes breaking down on you. You don't got to worry about like old old wiring kind of sparking out in any particular way. Reframed everything. We opened it up. This used to be much smaller. Uh, I don't know if it was a closet or if it was a you know an office or something like that. So we made it a little bit bigger. Uh, uh, oh, he's doing a spiel. Yeah. Is is there a reason he was hesitant about this room? Like, is it really that different from the no, other ones? it looks ones? fine. Yeah. I mean, it looks fine. It looks like everything else you've seen. Like, it's got, it's it's nice. It's clean. It's got that kind of old school feel. It's got some of like these, you know, it's got some of the decorations, the molding, the wood, the trim, the wainscoting, stuff like that. Like from, you know, uh, like that's kind of got that antique feel to it. But everything else looks kind of new otherwise. Um. um Take a deeper yeah. look in. Like, yeah, maybe my brother would like this place. He's a single guy. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? Uh, are you looking for him? Yeah, I might tell him about this place. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, great. That'd be great. Uh, I don't, again, I'm just I'm just a contractor. I just, you know, I don't, I, I'm not really a sales guy. I'm just showing you, showing you around. Uh, I mean, I can ask you, answer, I can answer any questions you want about construction. If you're worried at all, like we got all, you know, everything's on the up and up. Permits are great. Eddie doesn't. Cut corners anywhere. He's a really, is, really good this guy. This is the place you're remodeling. You got other locations you're thinking of? Oh no, this is. I mean, I'm sure Eddie's got something in the works. Of course, like he's probably got other jobs or whatever it might be. But now this is this has been the focus for a while. It's a really big job. It's taking a couple of years. Uh, we still got a lot to do. Still got a lot to do. So, and if it's and hopefully, you know, we don't have any of the delays like we had in here. You know. Um. While you're in here, so you've been in here for a couple of minutes, um, and you know he's been talking, he's been kind of giving you the spiel. Uh, go ahead, and sorry, I'm just looking up something really fast. Um, scroll, 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 scroll. Oh my god. Um, Keep scrolling. Keep scrolling. What's your pow score? My pow. Yeah. Ooh, that's my worst one. I have a nine. Okay. Which is 45. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, it's fine. It's okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, he's just like, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, you know, if they all go according to some of the other ones, like we'll be out of here, you know, we'll hit our marks, everything will be fine. But if it goes like this one, I'll tell you, man, you ever just been like, I don't know, what do you do for a living there? I, I'm sorry. I should ask. What do you do, Alexi? Is it okay I ever call you Alexi? Of course. Yes. Everyone calls me that. But I'm still a banker. <laughs> You're a banker. Oh, okay. You ever get one of those? Uh, oh, so you, you you make a lot of money. You could probably get a couple of these things. <laughs> and he looks at you. <laughs> sorry, yeah. uh, I'm sorry. Was that rude? Should I not have talked about money? I, apo I apologize. No, I apo no don't you're tell right. I said that. Don't don't tell it. I said I'm sorry. I just oh, put I'm a good word for it. You've been great. Oh, that's uh, that's very kind of you. I appreciate that. Uh, so yeah. Anyhow, you just never have like. 
you know, one of those days or like, you know, you ever have like a client or maybe like, you know, you, you, you took a look at, I don't know anything about accounting. I'm not great with money, but like, let's just say you got like, you got your account and like this one's all fine, but then this other one, like all the numbers, they, they just don't add up. Right. So you're a numbers guy, right? You're good at, you're good with numbers, right? Yeah. Yeah. What are you going on about? Oh, I'm just saying like this one was just an absolute pain in the ass. Like this one here, like, you know, someone, I'm not going to say who, but someone decided it would be fun maybe to just kind of like mess up my measurements, gave them over to Lisa. She cut them up. You know, she cut up all the, all the drywall. I come back in. I, you know, when we're, we're, we're you know, going to install and the cuts didn't fit. And so it's like, you know, and I knew I like triple checked. I don't make mistakes. Right. So, and anyhow, I mean, it all, it all worked out in the end, but it's just, man, it was just like, it was just one of those days, you know, like you get, I got like the cuts were off, like the numbers were off, the cuts were off. And then like someone was screwing with my power tools or something, or we had a short or whatever it might've been. And yeah, I don't know, like half of the freaking power tools kind of just went haywire here and there, you know? Uh, and like we lost a couple blades that day. I mean, insurance covered it. Eddie's good about that. Like I say, he doesn't cut any corners or anything like that. But man, it was annoying. So that was I here. Just, yeah, that. I just I, I hate this room. I'm sorry. Like I don't mean to be. I mean, you don't want this anyway. It's a stupid. I mean, your brother. I, we have other units. Like you know, your brother might like one of them. That's unusual. I mean, is it? That was recent. Uh, it was a few months ago. Yeah. It only occurred that time it hasn't been rehappening. Uh, no, it's mansion haunted. Have <laughs> you been talking to Thomas? Like, no, 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 man. I don't. No, I don't really know. And you see, he gets kind of like he starts scratching and said, "Like, yeah, I don't really, uh, I don't really know anything about that." What was that name you just mentioned? Uh, one just, of the workers. One of the workers. Yeah. Tomas. Tomas. Okay. Then I will pleasantries to him. <laughs> just try to sneak <laughs> away. Imagine Lexi actually says that. <laughs> <laughs> Mamma mia. Mamma mia. trees to him. Okay. All right. You, you give him pleasantries. Done. No problem. Yes, I think I've seen enough. We'll exchange contact. Okay. All right. Oh, my God. Long. Okay. You exchange contact information with him. And he's like, why are we exchanging contact information? Okay. I'm sure if you want anything, you should talk to. You. If you want to know anything else, just go ahead and you know talk to you know talk to Eddie. He'll 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 set you up. No problem. And I'm gonna sneak away and see if I can find these workers that are like on break or something. Yeah, I mean you could wander around. That's fine. Uh, yeah, I guess just um, okay. Uh, I mean holler if you need anything. You know, uh, just be careful. Try not to get in anyone's way or anything like that. It's uh, it's you know it's Friday. <laughs> Afternoon. I mean, some of us are going to come in tomorrow, but like for the most part, you know, there's going to be folks cutting out or, you know, cutting out earlier in there. But, uh, but yeah. So are you looking for anybody in particular? Are you just kind of like, 
asking around or you're just going to go up to the first person you see give me some direction long yeah whoever's tomas he said he was working this room or the interesting guy that well you mentioned you said that the place is haunted and he just said what do you think i am tomas you like you've been talking to tomas or something like that and he kind of laughed it off i'm gonna find that dude all right um okay you've looked over the files so I'm going to say that you probably, you're a DE agent, you're a professional. So you've looked over the files, you probably know what people look like. And eventually, as you're kind of looking around, poking in here and there, you see a couple of people look up at you, kind of give you a dirty look and like, hey, what do you, I mean, what do you want? You know, you know, you get some New York welcomes. Eventually, you do find a young man, uh, probably mid-20s, one of the younger folks that you've seen. Uh, that uh, that matches the description, the photo that you had on file for a Tomas Gomez, uh, and uh, you can see that he's you know he's he's doing his work. Uh, kind of you know he's uh, what looks like he's just kind of doing some you know some some cuts and stuff outside and everything, and he kind of comes inside here and there, kind of delivers things, has a couple conversations here and there. Um, but yeah, you see him. What do you say when you approach him? Hey, Thomas. Uh, told I was told about you that you worked on the unit thirty-five. <laughs> he just kind of ah, uh, uh, who are you? I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I'm a you... potential buyer. My bad. I, I'm Alexi. Uh, I mean, a lot of folks worked on thirty-five. Um, a lot of us did. Uh, why uh, you you were interested in that one? Yeah, it's, I heard uh, some weird things were happening in there, and it got me curious. Oh, uh, and your human in is kind of going off because he's kind of like looking around, a little nervous here and there. Uh, no, everything's fine. Uh, no, everything's no, it's great. We didn't, no problems. No, I mean everything's perfect. Like everything's you know brand new. Oh, and, you don't, you can skip the pleasantries. You don't have to, if you're uncomfortable about it, but no, it, it sounds but you, but you gave the other guy pleasantries and now I skip them? I don't understand. No, the, <laughs> the idea of it being Pleasantries haunted. for all. <laughs> pleasantries except for Tomas. <laughs> skipping it for him. Okay. Uh, he's, he's, uh, yeah. Um, uh, Walk me through how you're going to try to loosen him up to get him to talk to you. And then we'll let's, let's do like a roll or something. So, so what is it you say other than let's skip the pleasantries guy? Yeah, I'm yeah. a banker buyer. What do you do? Uh, Rich, ask trust him. me. <laughs> That's if it's uh, if he's like being kept from talking about it kind of idea. Yeah. Uh, no. No, no, I, no, I just, you know, no, 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 nope, everything's fine. And he's kind of looking around here and there, and he can, he's, I mean, like, you have a very high human. Yeah. Uh, you've interrogated folks before. Like, you can tell he's extremely nervous. He doesn't, he feels, he, he's feeling a little bit, yeah, this isn't, he's kind of looking around every now and then. Uh, a couple of pokes, you know, kind of wave at him here and there, and he waves back. A couple of people are leaving a little early or something like that, and he's just like, "Ah, uh, I, you sure you don't want to talk to Mr. Eddie? He's um, he's in charge. Uh, 
and he just looks really nervous. Um, so, so again, walk me long. Give me your what does Luca? You don't have to act it out. What mm. does Luca do to try to get information out of him? What do I do? <laughs> <laughs> so. Ashley threw in chat that Lisa looked up last time that there were like references to it being like the baby killer house. So like there yeah. are like rumors that are like not that hard to find out about the house. If you wanted to go that route that like it has a reputation. Or just slap him around a bit. And you believe in that kind of stuff and you want to know. Maybe. Okay. Then I'll go with the route of, uh, I've been looking in the webs and got rumors of this place. Let's see if that gets them interested. Oh my god, I'm just gonna roll a persuasion test. Damn it! Like, all right, <laughs> give persuasion. I will give you plus twenty. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> my long clothes today, five. Hey, that gives me. Crit, wait, there's crit success in this, right? 55? There's crit success and crit fail, yeah. It's doubles, yeah. 55 under 70 is crit success. Okay. Nice. And it, you see, he gets his eyes, uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, this place has bad energy, man. Like, it's, um, it's not, I don't, I mean, not the whole place, like some of the place, but like, I, I don't know anything about like that, but like, Man, there's some weird things that happen around here from time to time. You know, I mean, everyone hears some weird things from time to time. Like voices, you know, like after hours, like in the dark and everything. And like this one time, like someone, you know, I, I like someone was like, like talking to me, like in Portuguese. And he starts like he, he starts talking in Portuguese for a minute. And then he realizes that you don't know Portuguese. And he's just like. No one else here speaks Portuguese. And like someone was like talking to me in Portuguese because like you can tell like, you know, is it a man, a woman? I don't um, I don't know. I, I yeah, I don't really know. It was like a soft voice. It was kind of muffled. Like I couldn't find, you know, who said it, but it was like it was from 35. And then like, man, I mean, there's some other things that have happened, you know. Um, I just don't like the feeling I get when I go in there, you know. You ever, like, walk into a place and you just kind of know it doesn't feel great? Like, yeah, I know the feeling. I talked to my my mother. She's, um... I mean, she's... She knows about these things, you know, like, you know... You're just going to call it voodoo, I know, but that's fine. We'll just put it out there. But, like, she told me, like, there's, there's like, a spirit here, you know? Like, like, like she calls it Exu. Like, like that she thinks it's haunted. She thinks this place is haunted. And, like, she thinks that this, the voices I heard were probably it, you know? And, like, you know, she told me to do some things. And I'm going to tell you something, but you're not going to, like, tell me. Like, don't tell Eddie. Don't tell Eddie. Oh, uh, no. Of course, this is between you and me. Promise? Okay, so like she gave me like this thing, this little like totem thing, like this offering thing. And it's kind of, it's going to sound bad and it's, I understand, but it's like, 
that's how it is, man. That's gets uh, candomblé, you know. It's, uh, it's ba- basically she got a she got a pigeon. She cut off its head and she kind of like wrapped it up in cavalry shells, and like I put it on the windsill after hours and stuff. Like you know, it's about a month ago or whatever. But then like Eddie discovered it, Mister Bloomfield. I'm sorry, I'm not supposed to call him Eddie in front of other people. And then like. He got really mad because he thought it was like, you know, one of them kids that have been screwing up the place. He keeps thinking it's kids that are kind of ruining everything. But my mother and I, and he's just kind of like leaning closer and closer to you, being really, really like kind of whispering, whispering, but he's extremely excited. Anyhow, like, I don't like he was he wanted to know who did it. And then like no one said anything. And then like so now they think it's just the kids or something and it's not me. So. I don't want to say anything. So don't say anything. Don't say it was me. Because then he's going to get mad at me oh, for yeah, doing yeah. it. But then he's going to get mad at me for not saying anything. But, man, this place is this place is messed up. I'm not the only one. I've heard, you know, other people. Weird stuff, you know. I'm not the only one who's heard the voices, too. People, is it only at like, night? Yeah, I think so. I mean, that's the only time I, you know. Because, like, I'm usually one of the last to, to leave. Because I do the cleanup work and everything. And then, like, I make sure the security system's on and everything. And I lock everything up. Sometimes I'm like, I'm here by myself and I hear the voices and sometimes I'm here with a couple others and stuff, but we never find out where the voices are coming from, you know? I think you could take me here when no one's working on a night and let me uh, hear them when possibly. Man, uh, uh, I mean, I mean, I don't know, like that, I, I worry, you know, I don't want, like, I really need this job and I don't really want Eddie to get mad at me and like if I bring someone here that's not supposed to be here and if like you're supposed to be a buyer and everything so if I like if like you don't buy then it's my fault and then like comes back on me you know what I'm saying not completely understandable but hmm but But, like you know it's not like it's hard to get in here. I mean, like, the kids get in here all the time and stuff. So, like, oh, and, like, the organ music, man. Like, there's, I could have sworn it. Like, I keep hearing, you can hear it. Like, it's like, I I thought someone, like, left their radio on. And so I'm, like, wandering around. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. And there wasn't a radio on, you know. And I thought maybe it was one of those folks outside, you know. Like, after hours, after Eddie leaves, if we kind of close down, some of the, the neighborhood folks come around and they kind of poke around, you know, in the dumpster and stuff. We, I, I don't really care. Like they're looking for this salvage, whatever, you know, it might be. I thought it was maybe one of them, you know, I thought it was maybe, you know, doobie or something like that, but like, no, no, it wasn't. And, and I just, it was just like organ music, you know, As, and it was like, I mean, I don't know. Was that like a, condemned place when we took it over when I got here I you know. it made a lot to go off of uh, quite interested might okay, just keep it on the down low this never happened between us okay okay all right so just be careful you know like and if you happen to come here at night it's not because I showed you how to get in. It's just you happen to come here at night. It's a total coincidence, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. And I'll let him go. Okay. And so he wanders off. 
Let's check in again. Then from there, we'll go over to Maggie and Declan. Um, Maggie and Declan, you are at the other house for a while. You looked around. You looked in the Cohen house, the bedroom. You looked out back and you left. Did you come up with an idea of where you guys wanted to head next? Uh, I'd like to go to the second uh, child, uh, the uh, Atlantic Avenue Street Market. Uh, but I, if Maggie wants I, to go somewhere else, that's fine. I mean, I, I do think that'd be a good idea, but did we want to check into the uh, babysitting couple? We could. They said they were out of town. I, I feel like a more solid connection between the kids would be more important. Unless yeah. you think that couple would be associated with all three kids. Well, probably not. Let's just take a walk by their house. Just see if we see anything. Okay. Uh, and while we're doing that, Declan will do something he's never done before. Um, he kind of had a bit of a adrenaline rush from lying to the mom and saying he was a private investigator. <laughs> and uh, getting to pretend and like investigate was pretty fun for him. So he's going to call Tabitha Ryan, his uh, book agent, and uh, cancel his signing for the afternoon so that he can keep investigating. So do you call or do you text? Uh, I would call. Okay. Hey there, Decky. What's going on? Yeah, Tabitha. Uh, you know, you got to be in Astoria in like an hour, right? I know. That's why I'm calling. They're really uh, looking to forward cancel. to it. But I hear it's like a really big crowd. They already got people waiting out, waiting in the, in the store right now. They're really excited. I'm sorry, we got to cancel. I am incredibly sick. I'm sorry, it must have I can't been something really hear from... you breaking it up. What'd you say about Hansel? We have to cancel the signing. I'm sorry. Did you just say we have to cancel the signing? I did. Yes, I can't make it. You know me. I, I would. I would do anything to be there, but I am just incredibly sick. I've never missed a signing, so that tells you how bad it is. You know, I had to pull strings to get you into your story of bookshot. You know, I had to pull strings. I had to. You don't even want to know what I had to do. And you're going to cancel on me. We're going to have to reschedule, if anything. Like you could just sign. You don't have to read. I would be throwing up on the books. It would be a whole thing. The bad press would be worse than any good press we would get from it. No, that's not true. That's not how press works for this. If they write about you throwing up on your own books in the New York Times this weekend, guess what that means, sweetheart? It means they wrote about your book in the New York Times this weekend. Okay, well, no one be the reads first the time articles. they wrote about my book in the New York Times, and I would rather not have my picture like that. I'm too sick to go. It's just going to have to be what it is. You know, it sounds sick. Well, it's a stomach thing. It's not a throat thing. You know... You're not like a kindergarten, you know, you're a grown-up. You suck it up, and you do your job. You think I wouldn't if I could? I've never missed a signing. Listen, you were travesty on Regis and Kelly yesterday, and now you're canceling a book signing. Are you kidding? Are you not going to go out for drinks tonight either? Of course I can't go out for drinks. I'm sick. It's the publisher. The publisher is hosting a Declan. Tell you I what, don't... I'll I'll go to sleep right now. 
and I'll try to feel better by the signing. So we'll see. Maybe if I just throw up a few more the times. The signing's I think in an hour. Bad breakfast. Um, not the signing, the drinks. You see, I'm sick. I can't think straight. Oh my god, Declan, you're killing me. Okay, fine. Go uh, eat some crackers and drink some ginger ale and rub your rub your tum tum or something. I'm sure you'll be fine. Yeah, I already cut down for room service for crackers, so we'll see. Room service. I can hear the street outside. You. I have the window open. I needed fresh air. I'm feeling sick. The window open? You're in a hotel in New York. You can't open the windows. You need to work on this, your lying. The window's open. Why do you jump straight to lying? I've never lied to you. The window's open. You've never lied to me. You've never lied to me. I don't think you've made it through a single conversation with me without lying to me. I can't make it to the signing. Can you call them to cancel? I don't yes, want to just no show. I said I will call in to cancel because you've got a tummy ache. Okay. You're a wonderful agent. I am so lucky to have you. I have to go now. You're right. You are. And you click the phone as you hear, like, for, not for long. Click. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, okay. I feel like Maggie was, like, trying to, like, you know, stand a little, like you do when somebody's on the phone, you kind of stand a little bit away. But she just had that voice that, like, if Declan happened to look in Maggie's direction, you just get the, like, wince every so often when she would just get that kind of just, like pitch to her voice you can hear it's you can totally hear it too <laughs> just pull it away from my ear every now and then just because all it's so i have high to pitched. do for tabitha <laughs> is write down one of my aunt's names and i will absolutely know her voice from now on <laughs> you know who it is too melissa sure thing okay. <laughs> it's great it's great okay um all right, so you're going to go next door and you're going to talk to Mark. We're just going to look at the house because um, the mom said that they were out of town. So we're just going to take a peek at the house. Okay. I mean, looking around. They were out of town during the, the they disappearance, were, right? Yeah, they were out of town during this. They were, in, they were in the city. So they basically were doing like a show, like they're a date, like show day or something. They do like a matinee. Um, so, yeah, you go, you look around the house. It's in much, it's the same basic house that you can see that all of them are kind of similar, uh, but this one is in far better condition. You can tell that the lawn is kind of well-kept. Uh, the gate is a little bit, you know, isn't kind of bent or crooked here and there. You can tell like there's like, they both take the time to do a little gardening. You can see there's some flowers and blooms here and there and like these little planters and such. Uh, it, it definitely looks like they take, they've been taking care of the home a little bit more. Um, what are you looking for? Uh, so Maggie is sort of hoping that they're a little bit of an older couple that might keep an eye on things so that if we happen to just sort of be nosing around that they might happen to come out and start up a conversation because she kind of wanted to chat with them and Declan wanted to move on. So she's just going to kind of nose around and just kind of look like she's trying to look in the window and just looking to see if there's anything like lodged in the door and kind of like being nosy and and I wouldn't do anything to hinder it either. I, I would be happy to wait. Uh, Maggie, roll a luck test. Uh, sure thing. Yeah, it's 50-50, basically. Uh, it's on your sheet or just roll a, roll a D100. Uh, 1 to 50 is a pass. Oh, damn. I rolled an 89. Um, can I? Oh, no, you can't do anything nope, with luck. Nope, not for luck. Uh, not for no, luck, not for no, sand. No. And there's no yeah. re-rolls in the game. 
We just do the plus tentacles for me, value and stuff. Okay, so door cracks open and you see a man probably in his 60s, uh, kind of gray going white hair. Uh, you can see he's got a beard, like a kind of a thin beard as well. He's like, can I help you, woman? Uh, yes. Uh, so, so sorry to, to bother you. Uh, yeah, uh, my, 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 my partner and I here. Uh, no, there's no, there's no solicited in this neighborhood. No, 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 no. We, we were, we were just uh, talking to, to Mrs. Cohen. And she'll kind of drop her voice a little bit. Barbie, there's more than vultures out here. Enough of you, okay? We had enough of you people. You vampires coming in, asking questions. She's lost a child. Enough. Enough. Okay? Enough. You've wrote your stories. Okay? You got your sensationalism. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Get your back no, no, no. page. You sold your papers. You've done your job. Leave her alone now. Okay? I, I can tell you're, 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 Bobby, you're very good neighbors. We're not. We're private investigators. We were hired by another family to look into their child disappearing. We're just trying to see if there's any connection. We're not reporters. Uh, roll a persuasion test. Uh, you do not get any kind of plus 20 or something like that with Declan because you did fail. And he's, uh, his initial impression of you is unfavorable. Sure. Uh, but on this, I could take some of our generous audience bits to help me with this. Yes. So I'm going to take two of them to make this a 60. So I'm a little bit better. And roll a 45. 45 under 60. So you're, you're investigating another? Like in the neighborhood? In another Within family? Brooklyn, yeah. Yes. In Brooklyn. <laughs> Brooklyn's, Brooklyn's fairly large. Like, I know. You have like your Texas, like a Texan accent, right? Like isn't that what Maggie has? When she, it's it's slight, like she tries not to when overdo Melissa it. Melissa remembers her characters from Texas. She's no, like she she has specifically worked to minimize it over the years. Like in the work that she does, she she doesn't kind of let it kind of overdo. So it's a little bit there. Uh listen, um, very large. It's a borough. There's lots of kids. I'm sure. I don't have. I mean, we did some research for for, for 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 Liz, but I'm sure there's a lot of kids that have gone missing. So, I mean, the cops didn't think that it was connected. They didn't think it was some sort of serial abductor or something. If that was what you're thinking, like this. I mean, you spoke with the police. I assume you you spoke. You're licensed, right? Yes, of course. Okay, so, I mean, is this, I mean, what do you want from us? Just, you know, we kind of, you know, got the the basics um, from from Sandy's mom. We just, you know, if there were any any other details of any, I, I don't know, maybe like work trucks in the area. No. No, nothing, nothing out of the ordinary. There's nothing out of the ordinary. I mean, that's what we said. There were no ice cream trucks, you know, here at the time. There were no work trucks. There were no strangely tinted uh, Suburbans, the Yukons or something. There's nothing like that. No, there was no, there was no slow moving, you know, sedan or some, you know, Lincoln town car moving down. There's nothing like that. That's what makes it so strange. There was nothing like that. They think it's the father, and I listen. He's a deadbeat, 
and I hope he rots in prison someday, but I don't think he took Sandy. He couldn't give a shit about Sandy. I was more of a father to Sandy than, than he ever was, than he ever will be. That's what Elizabeth said. So, Miss I want to help. That you were, you, you were close with uh, Sandra. Would you know? Would Sandra's personality be the type that if she was frustrated or anything like that, she might run away or go a couple blocks, or maybe she was curious and saw something and walked away? No, she was more of like a like a hide and freeze in place kind of kid. You know, she didn't like run away from danger or anything like that. She would just kind of hide. You know, she would just like hide behind something. She used to kind of cover her face, like if she can't see you, then you can't see her or something. And Miss Cohen also told us that uh, Sandra was interested in a cat around that time. Is there any chance that she would have, like, followed a cat to a different neighborhood or anything uh, like that? I mean, the gate is locked, you know. She, like, it's, they, we, we, you know, it's locked. I made sure it's locked. Like, there's no way she was going to open it or anything like that. And, like, it's keyed and everything. So, I mean, I don't see how. She wasn't great at climbing yet. Uh, she would fall on her ass a lot. So she wasn't the great. So I just, I, she did love cats, though. I definitely saw her with cats more than once. And dogs, she loved any animal, really. She would chase after birds that land in the backyard. And, you know. Miss Cohen made it sound like there was a new cat specifically around that time. Have, have you seen it before? Would it be like... If it is a serial abductor, maybe they lure him with a pet. Have you seen that cat since? You know, I've read about that once. I did. Uh, I read about, I read an article uh, in, oh God, what was the public? Was it the USA? I think it was in the USA Today about that. Anyhow, um, a specific cat? No, uh, I can't think of one. Not really. Um, no, I'm sorry. Like, we don't have any pets ourselves. Uh, I know oh, Robbie down the street's got a dog. Um, trying to think who else. Uh, let's see. Um, Willa, she's two doors that way. She's got a cat, but it's a fat cat that doesn't really like outside. It stinks in her house, too. So she's got, it's one of them that doesn't like to go outside. Uh, but no, I can't think of a specific one. I'm sorry. And uh, one last question. I'm I'm sorry. My associate may have more, but was there any chance that there was a utility truck or anything like that that day that would have entered the sewers? Maybe they opened the gate? No. See, yeah, I know. We've heard about this. They mentioned the sewers things, too. They think that she climbed down there maybe and got it like... How's a two-year-old going to move that thing? I can't move that thing without throwing my back out. No, there were no utility things. And, you know, some of the cops and everything, they looked into that too, see if there was any kind of maintenance going on in the area. And there wasn't any, you know, no calls, nothing like that. No, uh, no sewer workings within several blocks, like nowhere close to the radius. If you had to just take a guess, just a stab in the dark, what do you think happened? I mean... I mean, I know statistically that most kids are sort of taken by a relative, but I mean, it wasn't me, it wasn't Barbie, it probably wasn't Emil, you know, so I, my guess, it just, I don't know, opportunity, someone 
walked by and just saw an opportunity. It sounds terrible to say that. And just, just kind of snatched her, you know? Like, it's not, you know, she wasn't afraid of people, but if she got scared, she usually didn't scream. So, you know, I mean, that would be I appreciate guess. your time. I, thank you. Uh, you look familiar, Aggie, did you have any other way. questions? Have, have you, have you invested? You look really, I, I, I swear I've seen your face somewhere before. Uh, I, I've done investigations here in Brooklyn before, so you probably saw me on the streets or something. Maybe like that. talk to my wife, Bobby. Come say hello to these uh, investigators. Yeah, and no, this is—I'm uh, crunched for time, so I'm sorry. I have to go, but thank you so much for your time. Oh, um, I start like backing away. Okay, well, thank you. Uh, and then you hear like a woman shuffle up, like, "What is it, Mark?" And like she looks out, oh, uh, more people, oh. Well, he looks for, you know, if I knew the door starts shutting off, I, oh, I got to get new glasses. That looks like that Declan Ellis fella. I saw him on the Regis <laughs> yesterday and the door closes. These would be Regis watchers. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> Absolutely. USA Today, I, of course. I am literally going through my whole family, <laughs> all of my neighbors from when I lived in New York. Like I'm doing like literally everything. This is, I'm channeling everything. <laughs> So we have now discovered a Maggie and Declan uh, dynamic that Maggie asked a question and then five minutes later, Declan will come yeah. back and ask the exact same question. Such a man. <laughs> Such a man. Okay. Um, let's touch. Okay. So so Lisa, you are going to, to dinner. We'll say we have a scene, six o'clock. You're sitting down. Did you find that restaurant? I did. Okay. Uh, so it's not in. Um, it is a. It's a Ron burger Kukoma. place. It is called McDonald's. Uh, no. Ron Konkuma. Ron Konkuma. It's actually in Smithtown, so it's a little bit away. Yeah. Uh, uh, and it's called Insignia. It's a mind. steak and sushi place. Sure, sure, sure. Smithtown, it's, I know extraordinarily well. Yes, even more than Ron Konkuma. Yeah, it's supposedly yeah. ritzy, come uh, according to Google. I mean, it's it's, it's Long pricey, Island. It ain't that I should ritzy. say. <laughs> Smithtown. Pricey works ritzy. too. Okay, so we'll say that the three of you are sitting down. You're having a nice meal. Elizabeth has actually been fairly kind to you for the day. Like it, mm -hmm. the the morning anger of you derailing their big time tourist plans and going into the city, going to the Brooklyn Bridge and stuff. Even if for a moment, she's just like you know. This was a nice day you know my sister would have she would have liked it she would have liked it she would so um okay so jamie raised your juice and so she's like she's like we're gonna give a toast mm -hmm. and so she kind of gives a toast and she starts getting choked up my sister who would have been 50 today my little baby sister oh my god oh jesus my ours my makeup got my makeup's going oh she's in heaven uh and um but we're here and we're gonna remember her and as long as we remember her then she'll always be with us and the little part of her will live on is that right jamie and jamie's just looking up and you can see she started to cry at this point but she's like drinking her juice and trying mm -hmm. not to do it like the waiter starts moving in the direction of the table but turns around once he sees it's like oh shit see ya well uh, and, and he, like before the dinner lisa had stepped by and asked if they could bring a dessert informing them of the situation 
So maybe the waiter like leaves and then comes back with like a cookie cake. Okay. Uh, with Elizabeth's name written on it. Okay. Uh, sure. And so we'll say he kind of comes back in that point. <gasps> oh, thank you very much, young man. Thank you. Oh, this is perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, that's great. Hey, can I can I get another red, please? Another. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, and so we go through the dessert, you know, and again, everything's pretty nice. Vivian's had a couple glasses of wine. She's even complimented you. She's like, I'm, your mother would be so very proud of you. You know, you, you've, you're doing better. You know, you got a man in your life now, you know, you know, and, uh, and you, you know, you jo- you, you've got a real job. So she would be absolutely thrilled. You're helping people. FEMA. FEMA. Oh my God! Federal this government. <laughs> when Lisa brings up the FEMA offices in Brooklyn, um, it would be kind of nice if I was able to get some connections out here closer to you. Oh, uh, are you sure? Uh, really? You wanna like? You're gonna move up? You gonna move up here? If, uh, I mean, maybe. Uh, I I have some opportunities to possibly do so. Really? Oh, well, yeah. um, I need, that would I, be amazing. The schools here are so much better down than, than down there. There's just so much better. Like uh, Jamie would, she would flourish up here. The the culture she would get. The culture she would get, Lisa. Mm-hmm. Uh, and after I do have a meeting after dinner. I beg your pardon? Do you have a meeting at the FEMA offices? In no, Brooklyn? not at the FEMA offices, but. You have a meeting at eight o'clock at night on a Friday on the anniversary of your mother's birthday. You're, you're on right. On your maybe, vacation. Maybe I should just cancel, but. Oh, I think you should cancel, sweetheart. I think you look at your daughter. Look at her. Look at her. And you look down and she's like puffy eyed from crying. But she's also like, leave me the fuck out of this. Yeah. <laughs> she's got the juice up to her face. Yep. Like she's trying to be avoidant. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's when Lisa just says, I really just I hope this doesn't ruin my opportunity to be able to. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, I'll tell you that's what. That's how you do it. Nice that job. is good stuff um persuade dude that was really good that was clever uh yeah i like it take um that was the setup plus 20 persuade plus that would put me at i want to roll i do want to roll though okay i still want to roll i still want to roll on this one because there is a chance this this blows up in your face crit success jeff 22 and she's just she kind of okay really at 8 p.m on a friday like I guess I mean, it's just they're meeting up for it's not a formal thing, but I would be meeting the majority of the team. That's not like going to be your work hours when you're up here. Like, I'll, I mean, I'm no, happy no. to watch Jamie, but like I do have a social life. So, I mean, like I obviously I put everything on hold for your trip. But like when you move up here, like you can't necessarily yeah. expect me. No, a Friday night. Not. A woman yeah. has needs. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I just <laughs> this is a. It, we're, they're just trying to, I guess, rush things to see how I fit in with the team. And okay, uh, 
you know what, if it's going to help, um, and if it means you're going to, I'm going to be able to see more of you and more of my, my grandniece, then okay. What do you say, Jamie? You and, uh, you and Auntie Viv, we're going to go, we're going to have our own little fun tonight. Mommy's going to go out working. And she just kind of looks up and then she looks at you and she looks back at Viv and she's like, yeah, okay. And she kind of, Jamie looks at you and you can tell her eyebrows kind of raised a bit. And you think maybe your daughter is seeing through your bullshit just a little bit. She's like, eyebrow raise a bit. Which Lisa does kiss her on her forehead and be like, we'll talk about this more, you know, make a decision as a family. Um, and then as they're leaving, Lisa does give Vivian a big hug um, okay. and and makes a point of saying it's it's so nice having you and this mom. It's just I'm just so happy you're here. I'm just so happy you're both here and that we're here to celebrate this. And we had a lovely day and we had a lovely dinner and let's not ruin it with anything else. I don't want to cry again. I just. You're gonna do great. You're gonna you're gonna knock them dead, and you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna be up here. You're gonna be back on the island. Oh my god! Oh, I can't wait. Uh, and we'll fade from that scene. Okay, and we'll kind of cut over. Uh, I want to say a quick thank you to Ticking Time Bob G. Uh, thank you so much for the raid, playing some Delta Green, getting near the end. Uh, but thank you for, for tonight. But thank you so much for the for the raid. I'm seeing a lot of uh, folks in the chat. Really do appreciate it. If you haven't gone and followed them, please go follow them. And if you're new, if you just came over with that raid and you want to follow us, maybe do that too. Uh, all right. So where would Lisa go after that meeting? Like, let's let's. Before we before we finish up, let's try to get everyone back in the same page. And we'll say it's late afternoon, early evening. It's like five o'clock, six o'clock, seven o'clock in that window. We can kind of we don't have to be too perfect with it. Last we saw Luca, uh, he was wandering around the site that the construction site, Maggie and Declan had gone and kind of investigated one of the neighborhoods. And then Lisa just finished up with her dinner at like seven o'clock or so with uh uh, with her aunt. So like, where would everyone be starting to go at this point? What's the plan for the next, these, this, like this late afternoon evening block of time? Uh, Lisa would want to meet up with, with, uh, Luca at, to do the nighttime investigation. Okay. All right. Um, and if Declan wanted to check out one of the other houses, then maybe we could do this Drauk abduction, which is pretty close to the yeah, I'm fine with that. I just want to check out at least two of the kids to try and find a connection, maybe, or any similarities. Okay. All right. Uh, and then Luca, you're you've been you're gonna hang out at the construction site. Are you gonna like leave and come back? Yeah, I'm gonna leave. I'm not gonna just stay here. I'll wait <laughs> for. I'm just gonna post up right here. You guys are fine. <laughs> it won't bother you if I'm here for like eight or nine hours, right? It's cool, right? <laughs> I know there's no plumbing yet, but I'll shit in the corner. It'll be fine. Um, you got a bucket? <laughs> okay. All right, so then we'll say that it's after, you know, it's it's around sunset. Uh, we'll check in with Declan and Maggie here. You're going to the Strauch site, is that correct? Is that what I heard you say, Melissa? Yes. All right. Uh, so Strauch, that should have been the first. That was the earliest disappearance. Mm -hmm. So you've gone to the later disappearance. This one's in March. Um, 
So you've been through the file, so you kind of know all the basic details. You know, uh, okay, so you know seven-month-old, very young. Uh, and you know that this story for this one, the one that kind of stood out, was that she was sleeping in a child carrier on a bed on a third-floor one-bedroom apartment that you two are currently in the car or on the street looking up at right now. Uh, it's Windsor Terrace neighborhood of, uh, of Brooklyn, uh, you know that the the story was that the mother, Emily, uh, very young, 22, uh, she was folding clothes in the living room, but she had sight of the bed through the doorway and that there was a slamming of the door at some point uh, and it just slammed shut. And before she could get to the door, the lock turned like you can hear the lock turn and then when she finally got inside, the baby was gone and there were bones left. Uh, and so that was sort of like the big, big story. And this one also had like um, the estranged mother, uh, mother-in-law uh, was kind of mm-hmm. like the suspect and that she was like in a, in Manhattan psychiatric. Uh, so that's where you guys are at right now. You're it's a it's a third floor, one bedroom apartment, Windsor Terrace. It's not like it wasn't like a home with a yard. You see the apartment building in front of you. What's the plan for the two of you? Same it, same technique. Go for it. All okay. right. We'll say you guys hang out, linger outside, wait for someone to leave, catch the door before it closes, go inside, go up to the third floor, knock on the door, and you can see shortly thereafter, door opens up. It's got the chain. And you see a woman, young woman, uh, but much like you saw with Elizabeth Cohen. There's a woman who has not slept much. Um, she's, it looks like you've caught her. She's got what looks like a, like a, a work uniform on. Like it looks like she might, it might be like a server or a bartender or something like that. And she looks out at you. Can, what, what is it? Can I help you? Yes, apologies for uh, intruding here. My name is Mike King. This is my associate, Miss Aggie. Uh, We are private investigators. We're investigating the disappearance of a young child, and we're going around to other recent cases and just trying to see if there might be a connection. Uh, If it's possible, I'd like to ask you a few questions. You think it's related to my Katie? I can't say for sure, but it... There's a chance, and obviously we'd like to help you if we can. Mr. King, was it? Miss Miss Aggie? Yes, yes. You're not the first person to come by promising or saying this or that. Do you mean it? Do you really think it's connected? Because... We're not looking for money. We've, we've already been paid by a different family, so we're not looking to hit you I don't want to give you false hope either it and I I know it's hard to reopen that wound but even if there is a clue that all right even if we can't find your child I got it I understand enough with the one second she closes the door you hear the chain and hook and she pulls it back up and come on in just about thank you Um, I, I apologize for the intrusion it's fine. Uh, and I'm, it's been a very hard couple of months. 
I can't even imagine. Would you mind showing us the room where she disappeared from? Yeah. Um, it's this way. And you move through very messy. Like, very, you can tell she just hasn't been cleaning up. And she even, like, sees you. Your eyes kind of move around. Sorry for the mess. My husband is overseas. Katie's not around. Janice is in the facility. It's just me. So, whatever. Um, How long Sorry, is it's he, been a he... rough day. Did something happen in particular today? No, it was just... It's just work. Oh. It's just work. Now I have to go to the other, the other job here in a little while. Yeah. How long has your husband been deployed for? Uh, nine months. Ten. Ten months. Uh, so would you mind just walking us through what happened here? Like as we're looking at the room, would you just... Okay. All right. Thank you. I was here and she kind of points to like where the living room is. You can see that there's a couch. The couch very clearly has line of sight into the bedroom. She points. I was right here. I was sitting on the couch. I was folding. We come back from the laundromat. I was folding everything right here and I could see just fine. And she was sleeping. I had just checked on her. 10 minutes prior to that, she was sleeping. And then all of a sudden, the door slammed. And it nearly gave me a heart attack. But, you know, winds being what they are or whatever. But so I rushed over. But I take two steps and I hear the lock turn. Now, she's seven months old. She cannot turn locks on the third floor. And so I start getting, you know, really nervous. We have a fire escape and uh, what's going on? What's what's happening? And so I start, you know, banging down the door. Um, I have some tools and I took a pry bar and I split it. And she kind of points to the door and you can see like where like the door jam has been split and like repaired since then. And then she's kind of walking inside and then... I came in here and the carrier was on the floor. It was turned over and um, there were bones on the bed. I thought they were Katie's for a minute. Uh, and I don't know, like the forensics, they said it. No, it wasn't. The bones were too old. They were split and they didn't even have all of the parts and their marrow was missing or something. And, if I um, could ask about that, did, were they like human? Yeah, they were human. They weren't Katie though. Um, no one knows. They, they, they were small enough that they could be confused for her. I mean, there weren't enough. So, I mean, but when you're panicking, you're panicking, but... Oh, oh, no, it wasn't no, a full just... like it wasn't like a full body it was just partial um it was just bone like three bones but whatever so and 
that's it. And you said there's a fire escape in this room? It's right over here. And so she leads you over to the window. Opens it up. There it is. When you were able to get into this room, was the window locked? No, it was, you know, it was a nice day. Um, springtime. So, no, I didn't lock the window. I guess, I guess I'm a bad mother. No, 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 no judgment no. in the question. We're sorry, we're investigators. Sometimes we ask questions. It's just to ask the question. We're, we're not trying to imply. It's fine. No, sorry. it's fine because I've heard. I've heard it all. I've heard it all. Bad mother. I get it. No, no it's no, fine. No. But no, no. I. I actually. Had I can't a, remember if the window was open. Okay, I don't remember. It might have been. It might not have been. I don't remember. It was. It was. It was not. It was like six o'clock. It was nice out. I remember springtime in New York. I probably had the window open. I don't know. No, no I, it's, it's we'd we'd heard. Uh, sorry, I, we had heard something, and it was sort of a, an odd something about like raccoon prints on the fire escape or yeah. some such. Yeah, I mean, not. Uh, I mean, there was shit on the fire escape. It was shit. And then there were I see. paw prints in it or whatever. I Not to be indelicate, but I'm assuming they assumed that the feces were raccoon feces. I don't know if they tested it or not. I don't know how you'd test that, but it was raccoon prints, though. So, Had you common- seen any stray or feral animals recently? I mean, there's stray cats and dogs and birds and I don't think I've ever seen a raccoon but, I mean, there might be. Ever have a cat just enter the house uh, when the window's open or anything like that? No. Do you think a cat stole my child, Mr. King? No, no, I apologize. They're, They're strange questions, but they might relate to the other case, so I, I have to ask them. You think a cat stole somebody else's child? I think it's possible that someone has a cat and they were using them to lure children. She was seven months old. She was asleep we're, in a carrier. We're just trying to look for similarities. I, I do apologize for some of okay. our questions. Is there anything Seeming. else that I can do for you guys? Because um, I really would like to take a shower before I go out. So my next shift. Would you mind, real, real quick, if I could just kind of just stick my head out the fire escape? Knock yourself out. And I want to look for any type of exposed piping or anything. Uh, I would say your search is high enough. You don't see anything. If you're looking anything that looks like sewer piping... Mm-mm. Like the, a building like this, it wouldn't kind of come out the fire escape and go down the side. It's it's internal. It would kind of go underneath the building. So it wouldn't really make sense out here. Uh, if you see anything, it would be like, you know, gutters or something like that. But no. One more strange question for you. I'm sorry about this. Did you notice any strong smells that day? I have a seven-month-old. There's strong smells every day. Nothing unusual. Uh, I, 
I mean, no, I, I mean, it smelled like shit, but I thought that was just Katie. I do appreciate your time. I'm sorry to okay. again reopen old wounds. Well, good luck. I hope you're able to find the other person's kid. We'd like to try and find yours too, if possible. We'll, we'll do everything we can. Oh, everyone always wants to do everything they can. But thank you. So she leads you to the door and she lets you out. We'll cut over then uh, for the last scene here to the construction site where we see Luca and Lisa. We see uh, everyone has left the, uh, the site. The two of you meet up at some point. Uh, we'll presume outside or whatever. Um, what do you two do? Everyone's cleared at this time. Plan on staying the night. Is that is that the plan? Try to hear or see anything strange. That's what I got from the workers. So, like, we're ghost hunting? I don't know what it is, but something weird here. Okay, okay. Uh, you mentioned in your text Unit 35. Is that where we need to start? Uh, did, did that guy tell you how to deactivate the security system? Do we know where the cameras are? He told me there's a way in. The kid's sneaking all the time. We can just avoid him. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, this makes Lisa a little nervous, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> the same person who stabbed a guy in the neck. <laughs> <laughs> you know? The security cameras weren't working. It was a hurricane. That's true. So it might have happened that it was let slip in the conversation that some of the upper level apartments, the windows are left open. Um, okay. So you could potentially try to climb up. Yeah. Lisa's going to look for or, or have Luca try and find where the cameras are and where potential blind spots would be. What's your alertness? Uh, mine's 20. Yeah, it's I have a 70. Enough. That's plenty. <laughs> you would be That's able why to I was like, Luca? identify <laughs> all of the cameras. Uh, and you can, you can kind of avoid them, find blind spots here and there. It's not like the cameras don't cover every single entry point, but they cover a lot. So mm -hmm. it does take a little time for you. You do notice as you start looking around that, that in the back of the building, there is a, there's an empty lot, very large. Um, there is a very large, like, uh, uh, like dumpster back there. And you do see that there are some people that are active. You can, you can hear people humming here and there. And they're just kind of like almost dumpster diving to a degree. And some people, you know, kind of looking around. Um, they don't really seem to pay you any mind. However, when, uh, when you're, you're sort of moving around a bit and you're looking to see a way in. Uh, are you guys together? Yeah, Lisa would not separate at this point. Okay. As you're moving around, um, you said your alertness is 20? Mm-hmm. Okay. Luca, you're kind of staring up at underneath one of the E's, there's like a, a camera sticking out that's shooting down and picking up 
basically the dumpster and anyone kind of coming from that lot onto the back property of this one. And so you're just kind of moving and you're like kind of waving back here and there and stop, move, stop, move. Lisa, you hear a voice. You hear, you're not entirely sure exactly where it's coming from, but you hear a voice. It's a woman's voice. It's a very familiar voice. As you hear your mother kind of call out to you. Hey, sweetheart. Why don't you come here? Come inside. And we'll end on that. And we'll pick up there next time. Goodness. Okay. It was 50-50 who was going to get it. And then it was going to be Lisa, I think. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Right on. And which is a very good, because uh, it's her mom's birthday today. Absolutely. All right. Uh, a lot of progress done. Uh, a lot of, uh, I mean, by some of you. Uh, then there's uh, Lisa. Progress on your relationship <laughs> with Viv, though. So that's great. <laughs> right? I think now I'll we'll have an easier chance of, of getting out of the house. Well, does played. Aunt Viv <laughs> have a pet cat? Because I think she might be the bad guy. Oh, God. Could be. <laughs> Could be. I, never, never She's definitely know. got some collared men. I don't know if that counts, but probably. Don't don't kink shame. I'm uh, not. Dude, she congrats needs. to her. She's, she's killing it. Yep. Uh, okay. So why don't we do some closing plugs and then we'll, we are getting out of here. I was looking for Chuck. I just noticed that DOK is up to date and I just see that internet was down. Okay. So we'll find yeah. some. Okay. That sucks. Uh, all right. So what do we got going on tomorrow? One ring, come back, mm-hmm. hang out. Uh, you can see everyone here, uh, in that game and, uh, my trade joins us for that as well. Uh, we are going to descend into a, uh, a dungeon and possibly find out what ha- actually we're definitely going to find out what happened to Steven's long lost elf. Uh, we will a guarantee. I can guarantee I we're going to trip that, over his body three steps in. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to trip over Balavan who tripped over the body. And it's just going to be this comical end where all of you break your neck, slipping down a frosty, a frosty staircase. <laughs> Uh, okay. Yeah. Come back, uh, come back tomorrow. Hang out with us for that. Uh, then on Monday, yeah, I don't know. We're doing something. Uh, so, uh, we're in like a, a transition period between some of our campaigns. So we're doing some random one shots and stuff. So, uh, we're going to kind of do, we've been doing a lot of one pagers from Rowan, Rook and Deckard. We might do another. Uh, so come hang out. They've been a blast so far. So we've done the, the witch is dead. We've done goat crashers. There's a couple more I'm looking at that I might want to do. Steve, what are we doing on Tuesday? Uh, we have Tuesday off, actually. Uh, we what? finished Forbidden Land. So if you're trying to catch up, go to the YouTube channel uh, and get some Forbidden Lands going. W- what am I missing on Tuesday? I was about to get really mad at you and be like, hey, that's not in your contract. You're not supposed to skip. But then you plug the YouTube. So I'm like, damn it. Now I can't get mad at it. <laughs> yeah, so go to the YouTube. Watch the final <laughs> episode. Uh, we will be back on the 19th, though, for Talk Like a Pirate Day. Uh, Jeff will be running a pirate one shot oh. there, uh, some pirate bar. So that'll be a lot of fun. And we'll then our new campaign is starting play or something <laughs> and talking like a pirate all day. Uh, Everyone. It's a requirement for being on the stream. 
I'm going to have to start practicing to keep up with that. I didn't practice. That was just impromptu. <laughs> Hopefully that was decent. <laughs> okay. Okay. Just brag about it. I'm just saying. Uh, Some of us. Yeah. But the, the 26th, the week after that, we will be starting a new campaign, Marvel Multiverse. Uh, oh, yeah. And I will be running that again and we'll keep the same crew and it'll be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Uh, some people are really excited. Really excited. We have some X-Men fans in the group. Uh, and it's going to be great for that. But we're also doing our own Earth on Marvel. We're going to do Earth uh, LOL Lolly. Uh, and then uh, we'll have our own canon there. Damn, I'm like so I was like I was ready to be all mean and mad, and then you like you you're doing all these things and it's like all right, 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 all right. Okay. Uh then what else we got? Thursday. See, that's the thing. Thursday would normally be die, and we had a hell of a episode last night. Yeah. Uh but uh but Evan's out of town next week. So I think we're gonna do a one shot. I might see if I can talk Jeremy into running some goblins for us. I was starting to think about that. I'm like, that'd be perfect. Uh, so I, I might see this, uh, see if he's be willing to do that. Otherwise, I'll throw something random together. And then next Friday we're back to Conan. Uh, and uh, we'll be back in two weeks with more Delta Green. We're going to be continuing this as well. And if you haven't checked out the uh, the YouTube page, as Stephen has mentioned, in addition to the wonderful Forbidden Lands, there's a bunch of other games. Uh, so you can see everything from the past couple of years that we've been doing. For those of you who rated tonight, thank you so much for hanging out with us and coming over. Uh, those of you that have been watching the channel, go follow those people because they're very kind for doing so. And if you're still here and you're still listening to me talk and you haven't followed the channel, uh, please do so. Uh, it's how I define my self-worth uh, as a human being. Uh, so it really makes me feel better. <laughs> Melissa, Melissa knows that I'm only half joking with that. I'm only half joking. I'm only only half. Uh, but we're going to raid someone. Normally I would be raiding Chuck at this point, but Chuck's not up. So we're going to raid Lost Tribes Gaming. Uh, so follow the raid. We'll catch y'all later. Have a good night. And uh, bye-bye. Oh, I'm sorry. See no. Guys. Oh. What's the phrase? What are we using now? What is it? Pleasant, Pleasant trees, trees to all. Pleasant trees to all. Pleasant trees to all.